This show is sponsored by BrandResumes.com, where Landon Moore interviews is made easy. To all my college graduates and mid-career professionals, this service is specifically for you. From enhancing your resume and LinkedIn account to resume distribution and actually applying to jobs for you, Brand Resumes does it all. Not to mention their variety of flexible options to order a new resume. You can pay up front over eight weeks or over 12 months, which is pretty dope to me. It is about time you invested in your professional development and personal brand. Go to brandresumes.com. That's brandresumes.com and secure a better future by overhauling your old bum resume. They're resume experts with a proven track record of finessing their clients. All right. Now, that was the ad read. Personally speaking, my testimony is I love brand resumes, all right? Make sure you guys put NTK Pod at the checkout. Um, you know, get your career right, get your life right, get your mom right. They're going to take care of you. So make sure you go over to brandresumes.com at the checkout. It is NTK Pod. We see you guys soon. Yep, what's going on? It's the Need to Know Podcast. Another episode, episode 63, 2? 2. 2. Fuck, I, you know what? I hate that I did that because it sounds like I'm biting off Joe, not remembering. So, but anyways, episode 62 of the Need to Know podcast. What you need to know, when you need to know on the Need to Know podcast. This week, we do have a who you need to know. But yes, before sir. we get into that, I'm your guy, Savon. It's your boy, A. And we got the amazing Steph Styles in the building. What's going on, Steph? Yo, what up, guys? What's like, good? What's you the glowing work? today, girl. Yeah. What's going Thank on? You. Like more than usual. This is a little Dwayne Reed highlighter. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't spend a lot of money on makeup. Dwayne Reed. I appreciate y'all noticing. <laughs> Sephora girl? Mm, I'll spend I'll I'll lose all my money in Sephora. <laughs> really? Yeah. My friend wanted to go on Sephora the other day to window shop and I was like, what is that? <laughs> oh, oh, you're above window shopping. No, yes, yes, she no, is. No, 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 it's not even that. Like I'm I can't go window shopping because I don't have any self-control. Oh. <laughs> so you just have too much It'll money. become real shopping and then Got I'll be it. broke. <laughs> okay. You know I see I mean? that. And then I'll have to open up another credit card and repeat the generational curse of poverty in my family. <laughs> that just <laughs> got real deep. <laughs> 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 yeah, this is this, this is why you're great, Steph. <laughs> like this, this is why you're great. Generational uh, debt. Honestly, uh, like, thank you for the compliment. I no, for sure, you. absolutely. Like when we all meet together, I always kind of observe. You know, our co-host. That's what we do. Yes. Like I noticed you were glowing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And you always tell me like, "Yo, Savon, you need to stop eating." Or hey, you've been working out. Like one or the other with uh-huh, you, right? Uh-huh. That's what you do for me. Yeah. Uh, this week, you know, my brother to the left, Alex, <laughs> he came in. He has pink on. First of all, he's you know he's super melanin. It's magenta. He's super melanin. Mm -hmm. So when he wears bright colors, you kind of it pops out. The hat is real nice. Mm -hmm. I never saw that hat before. You know he he brought out two (laughs) chains, not just one this week. Uh, Don't do the same. He brought out two chains this week, not just one. And he has like purple reddish undertones, which I'm feeling are coming out more in his outfit. No, but but is it rude to call you purple? I'm sorry. That was so disrespectful. Oh, she said you blend in with your hat. Colorism. Steph, you're starting too Dark Knight Rises again. <laughs> don't do that don't do that plastic bottle don't you dare um, I think we need a new one we need to re- it's, it's getting a little old but the the, the, the biggest yeah. thing that I noticed about Alex this week yeah <laughs> was his tremendous weight loss in about seven days. Yo, it's been seven days and he's like- a Talk co- to me, what do you mean? What, so what Steph changed? asked you, uh-huh. hey yo bro, like how did you do it? What did you do? Right, right. And your answer was, you know man, I just stopped eating less. You know my, I, I my calorie really intakes, know. I do I do 100 sit up my index. Regular shit, right? <laughs> you know every time you tell Savon about your workout regimen, yeah. the push-ups that you do every day, he's like, fuck out of here. It's like I go not- to a real gym. <laughs> 
Yeah, I go to a real gym. I mean, my arms. Nah, we, Jimmy we had what? the contest. He doesn't respect your push-ups. No, he I do respect it. Do I, I don't respect that you look like a crackhead a week after I just <laughs> saw you. How did you lose so much weight? Fam, what, what does crackhead weight mean? Are you saying, like, I lost it so quickly and that's what crackheads do when they hit the pipe? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. I mean, I'm gonna tell you the regimen, y'all. Y'all listening closely? Mm -hmm. Very closely. Mm -hmm. All right. Tell cool. the real regimen. The, the real regimen is, <laughs> I, my boy is basically a personal trainer. Mm -hmm. He does this thing called backyard bully in his crib, which is definitely backyard bully. But mm. fuck that shit. I only did it once a week. I only did it what once. Is, what is backyard bully? Oh man, what isn't backyard bully? It's basically a circuit of very intense workouts. Okay. And uh, you know, you don't get to stop too often. So okay. You're so it's like hit weight. training. It, it, yeah, it's okay. definitely a little hit training. It hit me in the face. How <laughs> often did you hit the crack pipe in between sets? Save on. Like in between sets, Save would on. you just like? I heard you had your shirt off in your stories. Uh, you know, had to show. Uh, you know. <laughs> I, well, I've never you look seen good, that bro. much color you, in your cheeks you, ever. You're you looking great, man. You know, you, so you, you just purple all around. So you should come do backyard bully. I'm with whatever. Save on. Actually, Steph is actually trying to set something up for me to work out. Oh, I've uh, okay. been doing a whole track thing. Mm -hmm. Track, track stairs. It's it's been brutal. I don't even. And see I wear a hoodie every single time I work out. That's good. I do not work out without yeah without a hoodie. So you know, we working. We we try to make moves out here. Of course. So if you want to elevate, if you want to see. Alex yeah, and his yeah. crackhead weight, me and my glow, <laughs> and Savon being Savon. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube. Facts. Make sure you watch us on YouTube because we need those numbers. And listen, if y'all are trying to keep us on the air, if y'all yeah. are trying to keep us on iTunes, well, they really Spotify, don't have a choice because we kind of <laughs> upload ourselves. Listen, we are funded by listeners like you. Okay, so we have a legitimate means for us to receive those funds, and that is our PayPal. So you can feel free to uh, PayPal us um, any amount of your choosing um, at the need to know pod at gmail.com. Need to know pod at gmail.com. <laughs> Even if you send 50 cents, it's cool. Facts. But no, Listen. don't send me 50 cents. <laughs> I knew you were going to say I will refund you your 50 cents. No, I'm And you'll only get like 47 cents back. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for sure. Uh, make sure you guys follow us on all socials. We're yes. on uh, Instagram, Twitter, yes. all that good stuff. Uh, and yeah, it's the Need to Know Podcast. Yes, man. it is. So That's this right. week, like Savon said, we have a Who You Need to Know. Ooh. And man, am I excited about this one. Mm. Okay. Mm, 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 mm. So, you know, I, uh, I reached out to this guy because I just felt like, you know, people tell me to read books all the time. <laughs> for sure. Right? And you know, you're just like, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever, dude, cool. I'll check it out. Yeah. This is the first book in a while that I really got in tune with. And uh, this author slash poet slash rapper, I finally felt like there was someone that's kind of going through exactly what I'm going through in life right now. I know that sounds mm. super cliche. Yeah. But um, this week, uh, he's, he's been on The Breakfast Club. He's mm -hmm. been on the all that cool stuff. This week, we have Humble the Poet. Hey, yeah. hey. welcome. What's going Thank on, man? Having me. Welcome. What's going on, bro? The Canadian native. Yes. How is it? How's, how's New York, man? <clears throat> I love it. This is dope. As I said, I'm trying to move out here. We're yeah. Talking about the debate between living in Money Manhattan and Brooklyn. <laughs> Boogie yeah. down Money Manhattan and Brooklyn. That's the Bronx. <laughs> yeah. We got to nope. think of something cool to say for Brooklyn. Money yeah. Manhattan and um, I'm staying Brooklyn best is cool enough. Best idea yeah. You might. Yeah. yeah. Bedstar do, do or die. There you go. It no hasn't sure. been Bedstar do or die for a really long time. Gentrification. Was, Thank you, gentrification. Now it's Bedstar gentrified. Now, yeah. it's, now it's Bedford Stuyvesant Heights. Is it really? <laughs> yes, it is. Or Stuyvesant Heights. Stuyvesant Heights. Yes. Wow. Can't make this yes. shit up. Man. I've missed a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you, you said that 10 years ago, I would have been afraid that you probably like would have sold drugs or something like that, yeah. living in Bedstar. <laughs> but it's good that they gentrified. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now I blend in with all the history. That's the look going on. That's super dope. Your book, uh, it's called Unlearn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, 101 Simple Truths to a Better Life. Yeah. 
Um, again, that does sound pretty cliche when I first wrote it. Mm. Completely read it. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be like, all right, they want they want me to check this out. It's probably something I already heard. Yeah. Mm. And boy, was I. Uh, well, who mistaken. recommended the book to you? Did you just see it pop up on your Audible? Or? I was actually listening to Brilliant Idiots podcast. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Where Humble was on it already, and uh, I just really. He spoke to the manifest and the things that are going on in my life right you, now. You got through the first 30 minutes? Hell yeah. Why? Wow, was it the first 30 minutes? Like was a, it brutal? Was it hard? The first 30 minutes, we were just talking about duty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're waxed. Yeah. Yes. I never oh, met what? him before. Oh, did y'all remember the, uh, uh, yes. I think he does Bully and the Beast podcast? I, I, I've listened. I've, oh, I've yeah. met Wax. So he's, he's a great guy. <laughs> he is. No, I didn't know who he was, got so it. I sat in, and we're just waiting for Charlemagne to come in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Charlemagne walks in, he's like, all right, cool, uh, let's put Wax on first. Uh-huh. And they're like, why are you going to put on Wax on first? Let's put on Humble. And he's like, no, no, I want to hear Humble's take on Wax. Uh-huh. And he's like, what is my take on, what, what? and then Wax just looked at me like, oh, you you probably heard of me. And I was like, <laughs> heard of you from what? <laughs> and this is the week when he went viral for saying he, he picks went, up shit in his hand. Yeah, he catches his shit in his hand. So, <laughs> do you believe he does that? No, I, I don't, but I, I did for a solid fifteen minutes. I mean, you have no choice in his presence. He's pretty large, dude. So that, I'm sure, that like was that the situation, you- because it was just like he starts saying this, and I'm just like. How do I not get beat up? <laughs> so wait a second. Oh, wait, sure. like why does he even get into that? He says like oh. he just shits in his hand, like yeah. he catches his shit to inspect it to make no, sure. No, not even that. He made he, he was trying to make everybody else feel bad for not doing it. He's <laughs> like, yo, this is how we do it. Shit shaming. What's wrong with y'all? Why would y'all let it fall in, in the toilet? And I'm just sitting there like, yeah. I'm like, that's got set up. <laughs> but that's the that's first hilarious. half an hour of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm, glad you, I'm glad you made it through the first half an hour. Oh, no, of the I mean, that's all my friends talk. They do that dumb oh, shit, okay. too. So like, I liked it. I liked Brilliant <laughs> You were right at home. Lot. Yeah, I was right at home. So not only uh, did I uh, get good things from the interview on the Brilliant Idiots, but I got a lot from the title of the book called Unlearn. Mm. So what does the term unlearn, where does it stem from? You know, because um, I do feel like as a millennial, as a child, I was taught a lot of bullshit. Yeah. Mm. Mm. We, we all taught bullshit. And we can't hold it against the people that taught us the bullshit because they, sure? they didn't know it was bullshit. I don't know if they knew it was bullshit. I got to go to therapy for that. Gotta go th- I mean, even then, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if they knew it was bullshit when they taught us. Somebody right. probably taught them the bullshit. That's right. Um, I think there's a, there's a Bertrand Russell quote that said, literacy in the 21st century is the ability to learn, unlearn, and relearn. Mm. So he's like, you know, that's the new ability to progress in life. So I th- that kind of got my mind thinking about like, well, what do I have to unlearn? <clears throat> and I used to be a school teacher. So when I was a school teacher, that really gave me this perspective on like, holy shit, like kids are legitimately empty vessels mm-hmm. and we fill them up. So as adults, we think we are who we are. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, oh, this is just who I am. And yeah. it's not. We're, everything was taught. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And sure. I think that experience working with these kids and seeing how little they, they come out the box and mm-hmm. how much we're filling them up made me question myself and just be like, well, who taught me all these things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's good. Yeah. And not even like just learning, but you say in the book, like we learn by observing. Yeah. And so there's a lot of things probably that we picked up that our parents didn't even know we were picking up. Yeah. yeah. It's not what they say, it's what they do. It's what they do, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, right. for sure. Right. I have a, I'm going by like this quote uh, right now. Like, so I'm probably going to get a tattoo too. <laughs> uh, it goes, Is that your first tattoo? Nah, I have a, that'll be my second. I have oh, a wooden okay. cross my on my arm. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, you like that? Yeah. Appreciate it. Appreciate <laughs> it. Do I even? I don't think I know you. Yo, you know bro, he had a tattoo. You've always you know known I had a tattoo. Did you know he had a tattoo? I always he forget. Had to. <laughs> he hit the crack pipe. He lost the weight and got a tattoo in a week. <laughs> All in a week, Savon. You just don't pay attention. Cross, okay? You're selective with your attention. Thank you. You are selective. You're selective with your but attention. But you know what? We gonna get we gonna get on for that for later. That's a div. We don't need to drag our guests into the family business, okay? Please don't. He don't need to be subjected to that. Yes, but 
Um, oh my God, I just had a brain fart. The quote. Uh, the quote. The quote. And yes. that you were going to get tatted. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, the quote goes, "It'll make sense later." Mm. I've oftentimes working in media, and I had to describe that to my mother. Like, you know, there's a lot of things that I'm doing that'll make sense later. Yep. And quite frankly, you don't understand. And it's funny because Steph said, you know, I go to therapy for it. I don't know what my therapy is because I'm kind of supposed to understand that my mom was born in a polygamous household in Nigeria. Mm. Okay. Where she was taught like, hey, you go to school, you get a visa to come to America, you go to school, you get a job, you get your debt. Mm -hmm. How could I ever try and, I guess, change her thinking? Am mm -hmm. I wrong for that? I don't think so. I think, the, you know, scientifically, the older you get, the more challenging it is to adapt to changes. Um, I think that is both a gift and a curse. You know, for some people, you know, for, for younger folks, we can adapt quickly. The challenge with that is when life is good, we adapt to our good life and don't appreciate it. Mm. Mm. You know, so sure. I always mm. look at it like my parents grew up in villages in India without electricity. Wow. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. for me, putting them on a first class flight is a bigger deal than me being on a first class flight. Because yeah. they have a, a wider spectrum of mm -hmm. that. Right. Um, I think also understanding that they're not going to get it and, you know, finding out what they value. You know, somebody, um, it was Tim Ferriss that said it and, and he was talking about South Asians. He was just like, what I noticed in the South Asian community is all is forgiven when you make money. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure well, that has to do with any... Is it true? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> sounds like that's probably, yeah. I think that's, yeah. that's probably in every household. Yeah. It's like, yeah. people don't get what you do, mm -hmm. and then you start making money, and then... And now they see it. Yeah, yeah. now it's like, aha. Oh, it all makes sense. Everything aha. you went through is, Yo, is here. It is so true, because yeah. I quit my job. I haven't had a nine-to-five. It's been a year now. Nice. August will make a year. Hey, look at us. Thank you, thank you. But when I first quit, my mom was just like... Listen, like I'm um, retiring this year and I'm not going to be able to support you. So you're going to need to find like a little side. Hook. But I knew in my heart of hearts mm -hmm. yeah. that I was supposed to take this journey of yeah. freelancing and making my dreams happen. Right. Yeah, a lot about creative. what you talk about in your book. And she was like just pressuring me all the time, all the time. And it really made me question of if I was doing the right thing. Then I got uh, this acting gig, um, and you know the checks started coming in. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. now it's like she'll later. collect my mail, knock on my door, and be like, "You got checks in the mail." <laughs> <laughs> and she knows where the, the checks are coming from. Yeah, helping yeah. me with my self tape today. Oh, wow. Like wow. now That's it's like you're my biggest. Nah, she's always been my biggest supporter. But yeah. it, it helps. It, it, it helps you know when I mean? they see it. She didn't see the vision because yeah. for her it just looked like mm -hmm. more responsibility. And you probably mentally prepared yourself for like, all right, she's not going to get it, so I'm not going to depend on her approval. Oh, yeah. But then the moment you get it. Feels good. Oh, the, oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And then you also, it's like, you even prepare yourself like, oh, my mom might not agree. And then when she says you don't agree, there's that little tinge of like. Yeah, <sighs> yeah uncertainty. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah especially because you want your parents that stage, though. My mom went from like, so when I, I went full time uh, in, at the end of 2010. Mm -hmm. right. And then when good things were happening, like I went like, oh, mom, I'm, I got I got 20 minutes on stage at Lollapalooza. And then she'd be like, I don't know what that is, but what? are you making any money? And she'd be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, I got to come out of pocket. Yeah. And, then, and then every time things happen, she'd be like, but you're not making any money. Maybe you should go back to your job. Mm -hmm. Then big things happen. And then mm -hmm. I, I pulled out the check and I, and I flexed it on her. And she yeah. immediately looked at the check and then she's like, <laughs> You know, money isn't everything. <laughs> See, that's oh, the thing. Like sometimes you gotta. Like, right, it wasn't everything. Yeah. She goes, you know what's everything? Yeah. Family, and you don't have any kids. Wow. So now, translation is yes. you haven't given me any grandkids. Yes, so what, yes. what are we gonna do wow. with this money? Absolutely. But it was just, sure. She switched instantly. There wasn't even like a five minute buffer. Of yeah, her just being yeah, like, yeah. good job. <laughs> I mean, that happens often. Um, yeah. I kind of want to go back to your book a little bit. In yeah. the beginning of your book, right? Um, you allude to mistakes. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, I know that. 
mistakes could be a variety of things. It could be professionally, it could be yeah. personally. Um, a, a, a lot of obstacles can come your way, especially yeah. in your journey, Steph's journey, uh, my similar journey, is where you make, you had a fork in the road where yeah. you're like, look, this is what I believe, this is what I feel, this yeah. is what I feel like is my destiny. I'm gonna go this way, yeah. right? I'm not gonna take the comfort route. Yeah. What were some of the mistakes that you made that you alluded to in the beginning of your book, Unlearn? I think I think one of the biggest mistakes I made was assuming that the world would treat me the way I treat the world. Mm. You know, so I was kind of like, <clears throat> I'm I'm open with people, I'm honest with people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not realizing some of the, the gifts that my parents gave me. Cause like the, one of the things that my parents had kind of always instilled in our household was like an open door policy, mm-hmm. which I didn't think was anything special because I only lived in my house. Yeah, so yeah, it was yeah, like for people sure. want. Everybody to come. has an open door policy. Yeah, so yeah. for me it was like. Or more stress. Oh, guests are coming over. My mom's gonna get all about like make sure the towels are clean. Make yes. sure this yeah, 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 for sure. And then so I used to let people like live with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And let people stay with me, and that, that was regular. And thinking that that would, you know, let them, you know, and if they were going to challenging times, that would let them see stuff that, mm-hmm. you know, kind of warm them up. You know, like in the movies. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> that nurse, ain't real. Nurse life. them back to health. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in real life, yeah. But in, at the end of the day, that just made me a mark for a lot of people, mm-hmm. and not realizing that. Like for think, people to take <clears throat> advantage of you. Definitely. Definitely, and um, I take responsibility for that because I think I realize now, and as I alluded to the book, like you know, just because I wouldn't bite a lion doesn't mean mm-hmm. I can stick my hand in this cage. You, know? yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you have to understand sure. the nature of people and how people operate. And if they grew up in situations where they might have seen their parents you know, mm-hmm. running scams or yeah. exploiting other people, then that's what they know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that or just was, struggling and not having it and not being able to give like how your family have, was giving. Exactly. You know? Coming I, from a place of scarcity, not abundance. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's also, it was a combination of like me being the youngest in my household. So like my parents, their most struggling immigrant days were probably before I was born. Yeah. How many in the household? Yeah. Uh, I got two older sisters. Gosh, okay. So it. I think my, my eldest sister, she grew up in the apartment with 15 she family yeah, you know, yeah, members. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. You know, she grew up with all my aunts and uncles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the time I was born, mm-hmm. um, they all kind of made their money. Yeah. Established. Yeah, they yeah, established. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You the baby. Yeah, I'm the baby. You're the baby. <laughs> so, th- so I think that that that's what it was, and and that's what it was. Every time I made a mistake like that, I had to go back and be like, well, what? Where did this come from? What yeah. does this stem mm-hmm. from? No, for sure. And um, you know, a lot of people mix up being naive with being virtuous. Mm. Explain, explain that, please. Yeah. Okay, so. Mm-hmm. Not knowing how the world works, you know, thinking that's good. So for me, a, a, a very specific example was I was in school. I, f- I saw this book called uh, 48 Laws of Power. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm currently reading cool. that. Cur- yeah. Currently reading it. Yep. <laughs> I open it. I read the first chapter. And I was like, whoa, this book is evil. Yes. I put it down. That is exactly what she yeah. said. Oh, yeah. when I, I showed too. her the, yeah. I told you yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, this is different. It's yeah. different. It's, it's, Why I'm, evil? Well, it, it, it's telling you how to get off on people, yeah. you know? Yeah. So <laughs> I closed it and put it away. I did the same thing. Yeah. Huh. But then fast forward, like 10 years later, mm-hmm. somebody got off on me, and I revisited the book mm-hmm. and realized that th- this is what they used on me. The 48 laws about yeah. one of the laws. They used, well, <laughs> a few of them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what I realized was, had I read this book, I didn't want to read it because I thought it was it would make me less virtuous. Yes. But what mm-hmm. it would have done was I could have read the book, right. learned everything, yeah. and not use it on people. Right. But know your enemy it. and his tactics and be able yeah. to kind of I would have like, been able to recognize game. Yeah, game. Right? Yeah. Right. Being able yeah, to recognize. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and that's everywhere. You know, like I know when you go on a website and there's like, you know, 
only you know three minutes left for this deal. Better hurry quick. <laughs> yeah, I know yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. scam. Yeah. Right. That doesn't mean I have to do it on other people, but I have mm-hmm. to know it exists for me not to have it done to me. That's for great. sure. So Absolutely. I think that that's the difference between having virtue. So people who are who, who consider themselves virtuous sometimes they avoid looking at the ugliness or the mm. cha- the malevolence of the world. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is that harmful? I think it's extremely, I think that's the definition of trauma. Mm. Gotcha. I think when you're naive and you meet malevolence, yeah. you meet, or some people call it evil, or some mm-hmm. people just call it you know, real shit, yeah. that's when you hit trauma. Yeah. Because you don't know what to expect. Yeah. Gotcha. I, I can definitely like um, side with that because I was very sheltered as a child. Yeah. Um, and so kind of like, I, I experienced a lot of like culture shock and just all types of shock going out there because my yeah. parents tried to shade me from a lot of things. So you using the word trauma, I think um, is really interesting because it kind of taught me not to know how to deal with issues yeah. and mm-hmm. not to even recognize when they were coming my way and it just always be like, whoa, it's me. Why is this happening? I've never experienced. This is not yeah. supposed to happen. Right. And yeah. it kind of made me think of when you said in your book, like, um, I think people are scared to suffer. Yeah. Mm. Right? Like, people are scared to even be like alone with themselves and kind yeah. of get to know themselves and go through that suffering and understand themselves right yeah. and so every time <laughs> suffering happens we close ourselves off to it but you kind of talk about embracing it as a way of life well it's also realizing that it's it's going to happen right right so now we got two choices either we wait for suffering to find or discomfort suffering a new situation we wait for it to find us mm-hmm. and now we're the prey and it's the hunter mm. or we actively seek it so mm. now you know we're the wolf Mm. And it's like to harm but, people. But why no. would I ever want to seek the feeling of suffering? The same reason you're working out and running up those stairs in a hoodie. And the you same believe reason. it makes you strong. Stronger. Well, if you go to the gym and you don't have an uncomfortable day, then you mm-hmm. didn't have a good day at the gym. Mm-hmm. Got it. Right. Got it. Yeah. So now, if I'm saying, "All right, I need to," you know, I want to improve my life as an entertainer. Mm-hmm. I move out to LA. I'm in an uncomfortable situation, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be uncomfortable. Every- I-, I signed up for it. Yeah. yeah. Versus so, being naive and mm-hmm. waiting for all this stuff to, to to eat me alive. So I guess it doesn't look like actually like harming yourself per se, but it's like being putting yourself in uncomfortable situations. situations well i think oftentimes it's it's harming us because we're not prepared for it right mm. right if you put yourself in these in these situations a lot more mm-hmm. whether it's me you know being in a room full of people who are more educated than me mm-hmm. and getting that practice mm-hmm. of uh, of how to carry myself in, in that situation mm-hmm. or uh you know, I, I think even even as a rapper, for example, I used to just you know somebody email me a beat and I write it, get it done when I get it done. Yeah, but then yeah, at the yeah. end of the day, a friend came up to me. He's like, "Yo, one day someone's gonna call you into the studio and want it then and there. You yeah, can't yeah, say, yeah. oh, let me yeah. do it for homework.' Yep, for mm-hmm. sure. So yeah, now he's like, get prepared <laughs> now, yeah. so you're not caught. Yeah, that time. yeah, yeah. So I think far, yeah, yeah. stay ready, so you don't gotta get ready. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So in, in my heritage, we have a we have a line that says but Tiad, and that just means the always Sikh, be prepared. The Sikh culture, I'm yeah, sorry. Sikh heritage, yeah. So we we always have. And Sorry, we, what was that line? Tiad, but tiad. Tiad means ready. Uh huh. So tiad, but so always be ready. Always be ready. So that just means, and and for us, our the history was like, they meant like always be ready for combat, mm-hmm. always be ready for everything. So I think now, you know, as as time has changed, mm-hmm. it's always being ready for challenges that come your way, mm-hmm. yeah. in any way, shape, or form. We can't sure. always be a thousand percent mm-hmm. prepared. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's How, fu- oh, I'm sorry. It's funny you say that because. Um, I don't know. I like. I feel like so on this podcast, it's like an ongoing joke, right? Yeah. We'll have a debate about something. Yeah. And I probably just won't pick a side. 
Yeah. And you know, Savon hates it. It's that not a joke. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. Are you like gray or are you just like watching the I'm yes. gray. And you, gray. on your book, you said life is a ten, ten shades, shades of gray. gray. Yeah. And this is kind of what I've been trying to like. I don't believe in He said simple minded people see things in black and white. In black and white. I thought of it. You thought of me. The only reason, I didn't think about you, but I did. But I did. Hello. It's funny that you said that because I feel like the reason why the world is so angry, why people are so angry, why people are so evil is because we lack understanding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a big thing mm-hmm. of what I try to do is literally put myself in anybody's situation in shoes. Because yeah. that way I can at least understand, all right, these are my teachings. These are the things that I've grown and learned and thought were my teachings. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I got to understand why they per- that person feels that way. That's yeah, right. 100%. And, that, and I completely agree. And I think and that's, that's empathy. Hmm. Being in somebody else's shoes. That's right? what. Sh- that's what it is. He lacks empathy. That's what I lack. Yes. <laughs> I don't honestly. If we're being transparent, if we're being transparent, we're doing a podcast, yeah. right? <laughs> this is compelling. Co- it's black or white. We don't no, have room for all our listeners. I, I when having, a, com- when having a conversation, he plays his role. He plays his role. Com- it's not a role. It I, is. I thoroughly believe that if I have an opinion on something, I yes. should stand on that opinion or what I believe. And yeah. that's you. And that's why you're Savon. Alex, yeah. mm-hmm. he's, he's the body. hood's advocate, and he mean? looks around to see who his boys, who he hangs out with. That's why he always says, not really the way I think, but the way other people do. He does a lot of crowdsourcing. Because my, sure. my, 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 my opinion is the easy part. Right. And this is not to discredit you or nothing no, like yeah, that. This is literally discredit just me, to, please. Like, okay, I'll discredit you. <laughs> <laughs> now that I have this your permission. This is to discredit please. my boy Savon. But nah, just to like realize, like, yo, there's a reason why people think this way yeah. And, yeah. And, and, mm-hmm. and choose to be that way. I mean, definitely from an entertainment perspective, yes. being polarizing yes. will fire people Wait, can you up. say that word again? Polarizing. Polarizing. Okay. Good word. That's All right. Word. I, I, word. I just wanted to stop because... I yes. feel like being gray is, is a lot better for, for somebody's heart rate and it keeps mm-hmm. them in a better situation. Sure. It may not be the most entertaining where you can be like, ah, I can see both sides of the coin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That just pisses everybody off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Instead of just being like, yo, And it pisses it me off. It really does. <laughs> Every week. It's, it's great. It's great. That is the yeah, perfect, like, great. it pisses me off. But from an entertainment perspective, definitely. Yeah. being polarizing but mm-hmm. it, I, I think it can get it can go the other no for way. sure absolutely, as she said absolutely. playing your role yeah. I feel like I saw Charlamagne on a on another podcast Lewis House where he even said mm. that he's like I I took one one side of me and mm. I started like blowing it up on the breakfast club mm-hmm. until my wife said that's not even you in real life wow mm-hmm. and that's and that's it what, worked for yeah, him yeah, yeah. it worked but then it, it changed like we yeah. don't we don't have suck a fart out your butt Charlamagne right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> Yeah. And it's yeah. great. We don't have that yeah. guy no more. And we, we get to see it. Like we get to know. Like okay, yeah, this yeah, is where yeah. he did stand. And like yeah. now it's like character development. If well, you're watching yeah. a movie, I believe I the Me to Too himself. movement yeah. Yeah. did had a lot to do with that. I, agree I think with that. the climate, but yeah. I also see the growth in him personally. Like yeah. I'm a huge fan. Uh, quick story about Charlemagne. Charlemagne kind of inspired me to get into this without yeah. even knowing it. Like I met Charlemagne a few times, mm-hmm. but um, so I, I definitely see the growth and I see like the black and whiteness within yeah. him. Um, I kind of want to go back to you were talking about suffering yeah. in chapter 4 uh, the name is the gift of fear yeah. chapter 4 right yeah. uh, suffering and fear two different things mm-hmm. but they give you a similar feeling right yeah. um, let's mm-hmm. talk about what is the gift of fear why is that important why is fear a gift I don't think of the word fear and say Y'all need that. Well, I mean, I, I think. <laughs> <laughs> now that's funny as hell. And then say, y'all need that. Gotta like, get my hands yeah, on that. The gift of fear is not something I feel I need. Oh, so, man. could you explain? I, I think you know where I think where it originated from. Like you know what anxiety and what fear is like on on, on a chemical and neurological point. Like mm-hmm. that's you know what early humans needed to like avoid danger. 
mm. on so many different levels. It's just, it's transformed itself because now as human beings, no matter where you live, we're mm-hmm. living in the safest environment we've ever had as a species. Mm-hmm. But those, you know, those fear receptors are all still there. So now yeah. it's just changed. So now we're not afraid of, 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 of physical danger. Now we're afraid of, you know, getting called out or embarrassing mm. ourselves yeah, and doing yeah, that yeah. type of stuff so I think it's recognizing where the fear came from and why the fear continues to exist mm-hmm. um, and then I look at fear as a compass now so wow. when things m- make me afraid mm-hmm. I know that's the place I have to go mm. so now gift it. is you know fear becomes a gift in that sense so Got it. it's knowing where to go because what's the scariest place or what's the scariest what, what, what direction is making you feel the most scared yeah. that's the direction you should head into yeah I remember you talking about that in the book and you said um, whenever I have a moment and I find myself feeling uneasy I ask myself what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of, yeah. Um, and answering, and then you said answering that question helps me understand who I am. Yeah. And it is the first step to overcoming that fear. Yeah. That, like, I felt like you was reading, first of all, you was reading me for filth in this book. I'm telling you. Poor <laughs> like, Reading me. Like, I had to look around like, he don't know my life. <laughs> he don't know how much milk I like in mustard. But, <laughs> like, when you said that, it, I got afraid. Yeah. And I checked it. And yeah. I was like, why am I afraid of asking myself what I'm afraid of? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Right. And I think uh, one being too harsh on myself. Right. Because, uh, right. We all have things that we want to work on. Mm-hmm. Right. We all have things that we want to get better at. Mm-hmm. I think for the most part of my life, especially my teenage life, I did a really good job at suppressing those things. Um, and so now we know that they don't go away. Yeah. Right. And we know that the, the the means that we use to try to suppress them, that makes it worse yeah. sometimes. Right. So now I'm at a place in my life where the issues are just like, deal with me, deal with me, deal yeah. with me. Yeah. And so. When I kind of like I was having that moment this morning and I asked myself I said what are you afraid of and I said it I said not being good enough Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I realized that that was like a root part in me I'm sure your shoulders just dropped like that oh like but right right after I said it it was kind of like like I admitted it you know what I mean like not being good enough you've never said it out loud before no and I it's like it's like you're holding something in and you're holding like literally holding in like holding your breath Mm -hmm. and then you say I'm afraid I'm not good enough and you hear it and it stings a little bit, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, I've held appearances and I'm good at that. Uh, but it kind of just like, whoo, okay, yeah. got that. Now I need to kind of explore that. Why yeah. do I feel like I'm not good enough? Mm-hmm. And that's a conversation for another day. But, you know, it kind of. Um, <laughs> but it started the conversation. Yeah, it started the conversation. There's so many people who never yeah. get there. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, again, and I, I, I grew up on hip hop. So for me, like that line actually came from, um, you know, it was. You know, Big Cujo from Goody Mob on mm. Quemini saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you scared, say you scared. Mm. And you're just sitting there, you know. And, he, and he's not yeah. just talking, you know. And maybe in that. high school, if you hear that, you're only hearing it about, like, someone saying, meet me at 3 o'clock. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we're talking about everything. Like, yeah, if you yeah, scared, yeah. say you scared. And yeah. I think that that's what it was. And then realizing, especially um, the dynamic between, you know, men and women, like, how fear can manifest itself in, in a male versus a female because mm-hmm. they won't always look the same. That's right. Yeah. You know, it might yeah. manifest for some people as anger. Mm-hmm. It might manifest for some people as tears, mm-hmm. even though it's the exact same for thing sure. yeah. feeling. What does fear look like for you, somebody who seems fearless? Wow. You are uh, uh, definitely not. Uh, I think fear <laughs> looks for me, I think for me, fear is always going to come through in, in excuses. Got mm-hmm. it. You know, so, mm-hmm. you know, let's say, for example, 
um, I don't see a therapist and then I'll be mm-hmm. like I can't see a therapist because I travel too much mm-hmm. yeah but right. you can see a therapist but yeah because right. I can't yeah. I don't say that in front of my other friends who travel too much because my other friends would be like oh I got my therapist <laughs> on, on my what's phone that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. we Skype once a day yeah. that's right you know yeah. she's right. in LA we Skype once a day and then, yeah. you know, what was your excuse again yeah exactly <laughs> so I think yeah. um, one of my big beliefs is you're either making progress or you're making excuses got yeah. it and that could be for going to the gym mm-hmm. having a therapist cleaning your room Mm -hmm. you know finishing your book whatever anything anybody's trying to do Mm -hmm. Um, as you said putting yourself out there you know I I crowdfunded this book I I commend you guys putting yourself out there and being like hey we're self-funding this you know Mm-hmm. Send us, you know, send us what you can via yeah, PayPal. Yeah, for sure. Like, for sure. a lot of people are afraid to ask for help. Close but what, yeah. Trust me, that was like me for a while, yeah. yeah. We do a lot of yeah. things behind the scenes. A lot of the decisions on this podcast are two out of three vote. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter what that sorry. one outcast thinks. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. Suck it up. <laughs> it's two out of three. Yeah. Deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And honestly, it, it wasn't so much like of a debate when we spoke about doing the, like the donations, people yeah. helping us out. Yeah. But I was a little bit reserved with that. Yeah. And maybe that's something that I feel like I have to unlearn. I have mm-hmm. to learn how mm-hmm. to put my pride aside. Yeah. Uh, you asked us off air, hey, you know, you guys sign. And we told you, look, we're, we're taking steps towards yeah. that. Yeah. You know, we, we feel like we deserve to be there. We put the work in. Yeah. Like, we've been doing this shit for a very long time yeah. right so it is about that time but one of the things that got us to that uh that that place was alex coming to me yo save on yeah you realize you're a part of one of the biggest podcasts in joe budden's podcast yeah. right yeah. you're a part of one of the biggest podcasts there's a lot of people who want to network with you there's a lot of people who want to talk to you who can mm-hmm. learn from you yeah, yeah. there's a lot of people that you know yeah you should ask those people that have been put in your life yeah. for the help yeah he said it just like that. Yeah. And I had never thought about it. Yeah. I've been working with Joe for almost two years. Yeah. I've met yeah. a lot of people. We all have connections. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just didn't think because yeah. me, who I am, something I feel I have to unlearn yeah. is, yo, bro, you have to ask. Yeah. Why are we yeah. like that? You have to why, learn. Why is it when we're such in prominent uh, positions, when we feel like, it's funny because we get expo- expo- exposed to more people yeah. and we still feel like we shouldn't ask for help. Mm. Why is that? I, well, I, I mean, I can't speak for everybody. Yeah. I mean, I can definitely speak for, you know, growing up where everyone's encouraged to be an alpha mm. and strength doesn't look like that. Asking. Mm-hmm. Even though I think for real, strength comes in vulnerability. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, for me, when I, I, I crowdfunded the book originally, yeah, yeah, for sure. and asking for help yeah. was the scariest thing ever. I didn't, it's tough, and, like, because yeah, yeah. you don't want to hear no. Mm-hmm. You don't want to feel like, damn, I'm using somebody. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, the person that I have I don't want people to think I need help. Exa- mm-hmm. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. So, or I don't want to find out that maybe not as many people support me as I thought. Yeah. Wow. You know? it, it's a lot that goes yeah. into but it. The but the truth of the matter is, all of it's true. Yeah. And I yeah, think yeah, what people yeah, have yeah. to realize is, you're right. Yep. There's gonna be people laughing at you. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be people who you thought can't, who both can help you yeah. and don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there's gonna be that person you never met in your life mm-hmm. that's worth ten dollars and sent you two. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, from, sure. from from my book, um, I I, I use uh, Indiegogo, which is like Kickstarter. But again, my Indiegogo, you don't have to hit your goal to get the money. Kickstarter is all or nothing, right? Got it. Indiegogo is like, all right, if you hit your goal. Then we're taking a, a 9% uh, commission. If mm-hmm. you don't hit your goal, we're taking like 20. Wow. I sure. still, get, I still sure. get whatever I get. My biggest contributor was uh, $1,500 from a Harvard professor I never met. Wow. wow. And he's just wow. like, I'm, I'm proud of an artist who, who, who took business Come into on. his own hands. Yeah. And then yeah. probably um, about five or six of the next biggest people that gave me money, which was like 500 bucks a piece, mm. were mm-hmm. people I hadn't known for more than six months. 
Got it. Wow. Let me, let me get your email. So, when, <laughs> for, uh, I need you. Uh, if you want to send our donation, account. I wasn't yeah. even emailing people. You know what I mean? Because you don't know who's paying attention. Right. You don't yeah, know who's no, watching. Sure. Yeah. You don't know who's like, talking about. Right. If, 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 if yeah. anybody would like to send our donation to Humble, he can easily <laughs> send it to us. <laughs> Trust Because me. you guys go above and beyond for this. No, yeah. but, but on the real, and, and, yeah. and, and, and I mean, even in the, in the true, you know, and honoring, honoring the memory of Nipsey Hussle, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not a big fan of the word support. Mm-hmm. If, if you like yeah. what these folks are doing, then help empower them to continue doing it, sure. so you guys don't have to sign a whack deal with 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 a network that's gonna yes. just pimp you guys because mm-hmm. they because mm-hmm. they can afford to 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 see your your long term benefits. No, for sure, absolutely. You know what I mean? But absolutely. I mean, if you get yeah, because once you guys are self funded, then you don't yeah. have to answer to nobody. I like that absolutely. empower. You heard empower, you heard yeah. the man. If you like what we're doing, this, yeah. this is the mid roll ad. Yeah. <laughs> if you Insert. like what we're doing. Okay, and you want to empower us to keep doing it. Well, they like what you're doing because they keep watching. They see the value you add. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you And that's right. the big Absolutely. thing I always tell artists: stop asking for support. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, Apple don't sure. call. Apple it's... don't put out a commercial being like, "Hey, new iPhone here, yeah. support us." <laughs> or, or Ferrari, you don't. Yeah. see. no, it's true. I've yeah. never seen a Ferrari commercial. They don't have yeah. to. Yeah. Like, and the reason never. they don't need to is because they they add enough value to people's lives. For sure, people are, are, are willing. And when you add for value sure. to people's lives, you don't have to worry about nothing. No, for sure, for sure, absolutely. Um, question room. Yeah, mm-hmm. I kind of just wanted to, I guess, switch gears a little bit. Yeah, you sure. said something in your book that really spoke to me. Like a lot in this book spoke to me. Something but spoke to you? Yeah, some, I'm something. I'm over here like it hit me. <laughs> something hit you? It hit me. I don't know what, what? to say, but it hit me. Um, <laughs> I cut through. I cut through. You did. <laughs> oh, you know you good. Dead calloused <laughs> interior. <laughs> so uh, you said something. I'm paraphrasing, right? Mm. It says if yeah. you don't like the people, if people don't like you for who you are, mm. change yeah. the people, not yourself. Yeah. Talk about it. How <laughs> is my question? I mean, that's the easy part, right? Like, there's, there's no, so it's many, not. There's so many people out here. Mm. I think for me, for example, like I, I still have all my childhood friends. Like all, like I mean, mm-hmm. I just visited my homeboy who I've known since the first grade. Yeah, and we went to different schools. We did different things. We never lost touch. We've we've always been in contact, and and, and they're they're my homeboys, mm-hmm. and they're all accountants. Doctors, mm. ones an airport security guard, everything yeah, across yeah, yeah. the spectrum, but they're my friends. Yes, mm. none of them are artists. Mm. Got it. So none of them understand the art world yeah. of creativity. Um, and yeah. even when they, and, and none of them have the tools to even just be nice. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they don't know how. Right. So I had to seek an artistic community, and that's where a lot of my challenges came. Because I had to meet new people. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, for that part of my world, it, it was just you know, you put out your work, people will find you, and I think you guys have probably already experienced that just even with this podcast. Like, yeah, yeah. good things happen when you put yourself out there. Yeah, yeah. go yeah. go yeah. where the people you know. If it's you know Eminem going to that spot where they did the freestyles for eight miles, right. he went yeah. he went where the people that love what he loved. That's right. Does. It's yeah, the same yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. So it's, it's just kind of like yeah. deciding who you are or who you're trying to be or mm-hmm. or what excites you as a person and realizing that just because you have history with a lot of other people mm-hmm. doesn't mean they always need to be a part of that future with yeah. you. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. I right? want I kind of want to stay here for a little bit because um when I heard it, I kind of thought like, oh, I agree with that. So it spoke to you? Yeah, it spoke to me too. Hey, yeah. look at the speaking to us. No, that's easy. It's speaking to us. No, no, that's not an us. I think he means like, oh my God, we have something in common. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Y'all both just like cutting off all your friends now, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, we just starting fresh. It's just us. <laughs> you want to go out later? <laughs> no, but, <I'm> uh, <laughs> but I, I thought about it because I think, now I'm being the hoods advocate. I'm thinking okay. outside of the bubble now uh-huh. because I think there are people who might hear that and be like, yeah, you know, 
fuck my girlfriend for trying to tell me that I'm selfish. I'm not selfish. Uh-huh. You know, I, I just put myself first. Like, that's what it is. Or, or you know, my mom, she trying to tell me I'm messy. Like, yeah. I'm not messy. I'm just an organized mess yeah. or, or whatever. Oh. You know what I mean? So I think some people, like, how do you... Organized mess. What is the line between... Yeah. Yes, uh, uh, surrounding yourself uh, among people that uh, support you and, or I'm sorry, empower you um, and that are have the same interests as you and also like putting off responsibility and saying, I don't want you around me because you tell me the truth. Yeah, so I think that's that, that goes back to the idea of balance because uh, often people believe this word balance is I've achieved balance, you know? <laughs> but yeah, that's it. I, I found balance. And, and, but balance would always be an active thing. Like if you're, if you're, on, a, if you're on a tight wire, you're always tensing your muscles to maintain balance correct so i think what it is is the same way where it's very easy to say it's very easy to use all of this as an excuse not to be a responsible person mm. but i think there's a voice in your head that's telling you that like look it's, it's bringing me tension that my room ain't clean or it's bringing yeah. me tension that um i know i'm academically smarter than what i'm doing for a living mm-hmm. um or i know that i should probably you know just eat something out of the refrigerator instead of going to McDonald's for breakfast. We know these things and, yeah. then, and then sometimes we don't want to hear from other people. Either it's the way they're saying it mm-hmm. or they're just reminding us of something like that. Yeah. So I think there's that. I think for me what I'm really trying to push is like do you feel like you have to be on in front of people? Right. And then that gets exhausting. You know, they, they, they yeah. said that's actually yeah. the reason why there's so many fights on uh, reality shows. Mm. It's not people causing drama. Yeah. It's that people get exhausted with the camera on them and them being on, mm. and they eventually just get exhausted. It's and like when you put shit. A, a rat yeah. under the lights and then you just see the rat go yeah. crazy. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, yeah. The same, it's the same oh, thing. Oh, you said like science. I sure thought you actually did that. And I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the of me. I don't know. Like, honestly. You didn't know I had tattoo. No, no, no. This is my first time. You out humble, here burning rats. Right? I don't know what he's gonna think of me when we leave this room. Like I'm afraid. You're gonna think you're a great guy. Yeah. I know. I'm gonna think about when he's going to that boot camp and you're like, no, I'm busy. Then you're just sitting there putting, clicking rats, just putting lamps on. What a big notepad. Just right? like, like hour number one. Rat hasn't lost his shit. Save on's rat studies. Remember Sid from Toy Story that used to like burn the yeah. answer things with the fucking the magnifying glass. Yo, me and my sister did that for a summer. This, you see? But I'm not even gonna talk about. Oh, yeah, of course you. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little fucked up. Oh, it's a little fucked up. Gosh. Listen, um, it's it's funny that you uh, mentioned that because you know when we get into that thinking of like, oh, you know, we're an organized, clean, yeah. or you know, you just become comfortable with what you think you know. Yeah. How important is it? Uh, no, excuse me, let me rephrase that. How dangerous is it? How dangerous is it to be married to an idea? Mm. Um, I think it's extremely dangerous. I think we're, and I have a chapter in it that you are not your beliefs, mm-hmm. and I think <clears throat> that came from the idea that realizing what our ego is and mm. and how our ego can be our best friend and our worst enemy and the, and the idea that people take their beliefs like like a flag and they stick it into their egos so once you mm. once you address their beliefs Jesus. they feel like you're attacking them exactly and it can be you know cuz it can be light if you're like i like mint mint i mint chocolate chip ice cream and i'm just like yo that tastes like shit that's my favorite <laughs> that's if my it, favorite that's relax favorite. relax humble you like you think that <laughs> you, you are the me. mint chocolate chip ice cream <laughs> yeah, and that yeah, they don't like you yes, and right, it might right, and right, i mean right. and it, and yeah. it may be a lighthearted for me everything should be that lighthearted of a conversation yeah. including Sports teams, mm-hmm. including religion, mm-hmm. including politics. Mm-hmm. Got it. All Got of it, it should be there. Yeah. 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 Because I mean, there's even studies coming out now that people's political beliefs are uh, uh, skewed, skewed, but they're also attributed to um, their DNA. 
Mm. Wow. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, if you're an artist, oh. you are more open to things, so you're most likely to be liberal. Um, if you're a conservative, you're more able to focus on one thing. And there's, yeah. and there's pros and cons. That's why people who are conservative are better at business because yes. right. they got they can be laser focused on something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The propaganda and, that yeah. I smell in that. <laughs> that's just so crazy because, like, because I was actually going to ask you about that, about yeah. this whole belief because, um, so I wrote, a, you know, you said people have problems parting with their beliefs because they believe that their beliefs are a part of them. Yeah. Um, and then I was kind of like, well, aren't our beliefs a part of us? Like, because they shape, don't they shape the way we think, feel, and act? They do. But I mean, if we want to grow, we got to let them go. Like, you know, just, I mean, comments said that with comes to relationships, you know, for you to grow, he had to go. What are you, what are you stopping him for? You make a lot of hip hop references. I, I, are we going to get into that? No, we're going to get into that. It's my high school sweetheart. Trust me. I I'm not reading any academic yeah. books. I'm listening to hip hop. And at that point in my life, I only listened, like, I was on my super conscious shit. Super, 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 yeah. super. Talib Kweli. Yeah. I mean, he I, said common. I, like, bought, I, bought, <laughs> I bought a Ruckus record shirt, and I pay, I don't even know how much I paid for that because I had to ship it from like from from like Brooklyn to like Canada, Canada. back then. Yeah, and yeah, all yeah, that. Yeah. It was it was bananas, was and, every, and none of these oh. guys had Canadian distribution, so every CD back then was like twenty five, thirty bucks. Yeah, oh, yeah, but yeah, I was heavy sure. on that. Maybe slighting y'all Canadians, man. Absolutely, was heavy. Back then. I mean, slighting y'all. I do want to get into your um, hip hop influence, but before we get into that, my last question for you, and it kind of relates to the book yeah actually no it relates to um something i heard yeah on your interview at the breakfast club yeah uh destiny the word destiny yeah uh what are your thoughts on it because you said look a lot of this doesn't it doesn't just happen i feel like i'm doing this i have a purpose mm -hmm. for a reason i want you to speak to destiny mm -hmm. i feel like a lot of millennials and this is um our podcast is kind of geared toward millennials in a yeah, sense right sure. but for anybody who's listening age, but yeah, yeah a lot of anybody who listening mm -hmm. yeah. um the word destiny, I feel that every time that I wake up and we turn these microphones on mm -hmm. and we spend our money and say, yo, Steph, <laughs> Alex, Savon, Pierre, Marv, this is our destiny. Yeah. I met Steph, I met Alex for a reason. I, I don't know these people. I don't yeah, know them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just met like a year yeah, or two ago. These people. I'm we sorry. I don't know you. Like, I don't know you. Like, I don't know these people. So, like, me and Savon went to college. Like I know him, but. Exactly. Like, <laughs> me and Savon went to college, but we weren't like best buds. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. It was, I was destined to be in this seat yeah. in the room with the people that I'm with every single yeah, week. So right. can you just speak to the word destiny? So I think for me, the, the, the one big thing I try, I, I try not to do is get a little too like overly... I don't want, ever want to get over philosophical. I don't want to get overly spiritual and, and cosmic as well. That's right. So even for me, I was I was of the belief of like, no, nah, this is all in your control. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you do everything. And then I started to kind of look at it a little bit more and be like, holy shit, like this is not playing out the way, this is not playing out the way my five-year plan asked it to play mm -hmm. out. This is playing out the way my seven-year self daydreamed it play out. Hey, got and it, then I was got just it, like, wait it. a minute, maybe this has always been in me. Right, yeah. right beyond beyond the fact that I was even doing anything about it and mm -hmm. you know I was always naturally headed one way so I think yeah, I, I'm yeah, looking yeah. at it destiny from that perspective got it you know if you have a bunch of nieces and nephews or kids and mm -hmm. you know they all grew up in the same household but they're all completely different mm -hmm. yeah. you know that's the the nature part of their nurture so gotcha. I think when I look at destiny I look at it from that perspective and um, especially when we're speaking to, to millennials it's funny because my dad recently asked me uh, you know he came to Canada in the 70s and his English is great yeah. but you know he doesn't know certain words so he's like what is this word uh, passion and I was like, <laughs> wow. like passion is things that people like, like does passion mean hobby I was like mm. it means what people really enjoy yeah it <laughs> should be, yeah. and then I, I'm like yeah so like a lot of people you know they look at me they think I make a living from my passion you know, yeah. like, he's like 
I'm like, a lot of people want to be able to pay the bills with their passion. Yes. It's like, oh, idiots. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's a millennial idea. Yeah, yeah, that's, My that's dad's generation doesn't For believe sure, in that. Just, you do what you got to do. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. I'm, I'm, and I think I'm big on, yeah, don't chase your passion to make a living. Got it. Discover your obsession. Wow. Got and it. I wow. don't think we choose our obsession. Wow. I think that's true. crazy because there was no way for that's you true. to offer him another word in your language for passion. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, the the way he was he was brought up, that's not happening. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I don't have I don't so know who it, my family gave who passed down any artistic inkling to me. They don't. It they almost don't, they never had it. The word passion almost doesn't exist Translate. in your upbringing. It might. I mean, they they probably look at it as love. Okay. You know, that's what it or they're probably looking at it as interest. Uh, we have it. a word called shonk that means interest. Like mm -hmm. you know, he's he's interested in that. But mm -hmm. specific to the word passion, yeah, they don't doesn't have really have yeah. equivalent. Uh, very, which, very but again, I think it also just reminded me that, you know, with with it is a millennial idea. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the '80s and '90s and 2000 babies that believe that. Hey, <laughs> not only can I earn a living and pay my rent and mm -hmm. buy something, you know, beautiful, I should be able to do it by loving what I do. Yeah. Right. Not sure. understanding that the moment you make money doing anything, it's going to mm -hmm. take the fun out of it. You're right. Like yeah. by default, the reason something yeah. is fun is so fun you don't need to get paid. That's right. This mm -hmm. is completely yeah. new. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you know, yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. I can't even get mad at people uh, like 40 and over. Mm -hmm. This yeah. is this is something that's been untouched. And yeah. we're speaking of destiny. My mom has a saying. She goes up. Uh, man proposes God disposes yeah mm. so when she told me that you know my life has changed yeah mm. so it's like if I'm, let me tell you the truth on something um as Please I was a honest. kid of course come on always baby come on come on, <laughs> come on. <laughs> when I was a kid uh they told my mom like I shouldn't like tell people what I was planning and when I say they I mean like again she was raised in Nigeria so prophets prophetess yeah. or whatever yeah. And she always told me as I was growing up, and what if I told you guys everything that I was planning on and I told someone before it happened never manifested? Wow. Never, ever manifested. Mm -hmm. So now I look at destiny like, all right, guys, show me what's up. Yeah. Put me around the correct people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, having your eyes open. Having my eyes yeah. open because it's like we try to predict, we try to be in control, and I just yeah. realized my it's mom not going to work. The exact same. My mm. mom will never say she's proud of me for that reason because mm. she said this two, the two things I ever bragged about in my life I lost. She had a, mm. we, mm. when we live in Toronto, we moved there because she got a, a job at the Kellogg's factory, which is around the corner. Wow. Okay, so wow. It was a three minute walk oh, for, to her full time job. Oh, you had the cereals. Yeah, we had, we had <laughs> cereal, and oh, they made a lot of other cereals. Yeah, she used to go to work and come home with a bag of groceries. It was, it was beautiful. <laughs> but she got hurt in a year oh, and never man. worked there again. Wow. And then the, the factory shut down like five years later and they moved, mm. they moved somewhere else. Mm. But she's like, I bragged about it and I lost it, so I'm never going to brag about my son. Mm. Oh, you know? wow. And yeah, we had to have that yeah, conversation because she was getting hard on me and I was like, well, why are you being so hard on me? Like, yeah. I'm showing you I want to keep you. you. Whatever, yeah. yeah. And she's like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to brag about you. And she was like, I don't want you to brag either. Mm -hmm. And she'll always say that like once I had a gig, and then the venue shut down before the gig happened. She's like, see, Yo. you're getting too proud. Yeah. Yo, God's so putting you real. in your place. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's, and, and sometimes yeah. you're like, well, I think you're kind of stretching, looking for meaning. Sometimes <laughs> venues close and stuff like that happens. Yeah. Yeah. But I think we do have to be a little bit open to what's not in our control. You for know, sure. There's, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. what we have, you know, there's the order that we can create, but there's 99% mm -hmm. of this is chaos that we can. I can yeah. walk out of this building, get hit by a bus, and it is what it is. Mm -hmm. yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. that can definitely happen, and we can be prepared for it, and we can knock on wood depending on our beliefs right yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no no no, no. <laughs> oh no she knocked on the wood mom went to go check on the door yo mom that's you know why you great bro yeah. Yeah. cause you taking pictures you opening the door <laughs> like yo man that was making sure nobody run down but on us I think it's uh, I think the, uh, one of the, the, the ones quotes that I like is you know you don't have to believe in magic just depend on it 
And I think wow. it's the same thing with Destiny. You don't have to be, sure. believe in Destiny, For depend sure. on it. And I think the earlier people go back, that's when they'll realize, like, hey, you know, like I was writing stories and enjoy. I was performing for my classmates at like seven, eight years old. Mm-hmm. The fact that I'm still doing that, mm-hmm. I'm not. That doesn't make it a choice. Cause I wasn't choosing it to do back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How much exposure yeah. do you have? And that's why you got to expose kids as much as possible. Cause when when they have that moment where they connect with something, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, whether you were burning insects with your magnifying glass, <laughs> hey, <man. laughs> something about it spoke to you. Yeah. Right. Who knows? Maybe ten years from now you might develop some laser to cut down Trump's wall, man. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I want to switch gears a little bit into what you read into hip hop a little bit um, The 50th Law by 50 Cent yeah. I'm sure you've read a lot um, yeah. I'm just going to assume that authors read other people's work right? I'm just gonna, I, I don't read as much as people think but I, I try it but, okay, all right, I see, yeah. um, but you mentioned it in the Breakfast Club books, They give me books because I'm an author but, but yeah. I just put them in my bookshelf my, I've actually, my, the studio that I'm, I'm making right now, instead yeah. of using foam I'm mm-hmm. using books Oh, that's, oh, that's cool Absolutely. They won't know I don't read the books. <laughs> that does look pretty dope though. Yeah. Um The fiftieth yeah. law by fifty cent. Yeah. What would make you want to read a book written by fifty cent? I mean, I've always been a massive fan of hip hop and I, I probably fifty cent's one of those few rappers before the internet got popping who mm-hmm. I, I was able to discover and hear his story and the stories were just like this guy just keeps picking fights with rappers I know and mm-hmm. he doesn't seem to be coming yeah. out on the winning end like <laughs> in the beginning it was just like Wu-Tang jumped this guy then these people jumped this guy, yeah. this guy and, and yeah. then he got shot a bunch of times and yeah. he survived that and I was just like this guy, this guy reminds me of all the troublemakers I grew up with um, <laughs> okay. and at and this one. point never hearing a song never knowing oh really and so yeah. you were familiar with his story before yeah oh wow I just knew about the rapper who had to wear a bulletproof vest everywhere yeah. gotcha. and this is a probably like not Source Magazine probably Double XL he wrote a book back in the day too right um, was that it? The fiftieth? No, 50th Law was the second book. He has another one. Yeah. Pieces of Me or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. yeah. That was his story. Uh, from yeah. Pieces to Wait. Yeah. 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 So I didn't I didn't know anything from that. Mm-hmm. But um, I think then when his his music started coming out and then being like, oh, this guy, you know, I because my first exposure to hip hop was like a dude on my street giving me NWA tapes when I was like seven, eight. In Canada. Mm-hmm. In Canada. Yeah. How is hip hop in Canada when you're growing up? Mm. Um. I mean, there's Canadian hip hop as well, like Cardinal Official. You guys probably oh, heard from, yeah, 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 I've heard of them. Notice you, yeah, yeah, with the oh, Akon yeah. on it, right? Yeah, uh huh. Wait, yeah. sing it again. <laughs> I got you. Do 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 do. He accepted the invite. <laughs> I'm in the building, man. <laughs> so yeah, so we had. I mean, I mean, not not specifically in Brooklyn, but in yeah. a lot of other parts of America. Um, in, in, Can- in Toronto, everybody of color is a plus one. Their family's from somewhere else. Got it, got it, right? got when it. When I go it. to LA and I, and I meet black dudes from LA, yeah, they're, they're American. They're from black. LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we never experienced that. Everybody's a plus one and everybody's got celebrating it. that plus one. Everyone has to deal plus with that one. plus one. For sure. So I grew up where a lot of my friends were from Guyana, Jamaica, and Trinidad. Hey. Nice. And, uh, so nice. That's, that's so I'm, I remember being like a little kid and you know, my mom's still dressing me for the birthday parties and mm-hmm. buying the gifts for me and me mm-hmm. showing up and yeah. they're just playing Chutney and Soka <laughs> and just enjoying it and watching the aunties with their big booties just shaking it. And, and Juve. I, I go back to Trinidad every year now. You go to Juve, right? I go to I go to uh, Carnival. Yeah, Carnival. Yeah. Juve. Yeah. Shout out to Marshall Montano. He's the homie. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah. That's what's yeah. up, man. Rubbing elbows with Marshall. I, I mean, yeah. I'm lucky. I'm I'm very fortunate. That's really you know what I'm dope. saying. But uh, yeah. and, and it goes that nostalgia side of it. But 
So hip hop out there in the beginning, you know, they had their identity crisis, just mm-hmm. trying to sound like the Americans. Mm-hmm. And we had a couple of Marshall Fresh with had a hit that kind of went international uh, with Backbone Slide. But then when Cardi came out, he made it about Toronto specifically. Yeah. And then I think when you know a couple of years, then there was a, a circle of Canadian rappers that were doing really well, and. I don't know the history specifically. Wait, but you said I'm, when Cardi came out. Cardi official. official. That's the. Oh, that Cardi sorry. Cardi, I was like, sorry, not Cardi B. Yeah, that's sorry, I was sorry. like, Cardi from the Bronx. What you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like, I know you want to come to New York. Cardinal right? official. Yeah. <laughs> Cardinal official. Cardinal official. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, and, I, and he's still doing. I just talked to him like three days ago, and he's and he's he DJs parties for Chappelle. Like, oh, he's wow. still, oh, yeah, he's active. Still doing, he's still active. Doing that's what's stuff. up. And, uh, he he came out with a with a song called Bacardi Slang, mm. and he's like, "This is what the Americans say. This is what we say." And he wow. really helped us to like to give us a distinct, uh, a, dis- a very distinct uh, identity. And a lot of it was just based off of island culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for sure, for sure, that's for sure. what it was. This is what we spoke about when we spoke about Drake. Drake yeah. Yeah. Humble, can you speak to? Because you know, in America. Yeah. People that are ignorant to like Canadian culture, yeah. they see Drake and they automatically go fake Jamaican. Mm. No, no, no. Can yeah, you speak to yeah, what yeah, it is? Yeah, yeah. I'm so, so glad what, we have a Canadian. So player. yeah, so like Cardi, when he had that line, he goes, you know, they say, you know what I'm saying? We say you're done, no, hey. right? Yeah, yeah, done. Yeah. So yeah. we we all grew up. I mean, even that this idea of like cultural appropriation, like that mm-hmm. can't exist in Toronto because everyone mm-hmm. grew up with everybody. Everybody's speaking everybody's language. Yes. Everybody's right. eating everybody's food. Right. Everybody yeah. has an auntie from another culture yeah. who has authority to beat them. Everyone yeah. like we all have that. So we just grew up in this mix. Mm. My high school was majority. Jamaican folks and, and, and Punjabi folks and, and, and other parts of India mm-hmm. and everybody spoke everybody's language. Mm-hmm. Got it. You know what Got I mean? It. So it's it's what you grew up in and how you yeah, were. I think yeah, I think yeah. Brooklyn's a little bit more mixed like that so mm-hmm. it's a little bit more evident here. Mm-hmm. Um, so the thing with Drake is I think the interesting <laughs> with him is when he first came out there wasn't any of that. I, I felt like he was probably most likely holding back that Toronto. No, for sure. Um, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, 100%. And for me, it, it was such a, a, a beautiful moment of pride when like, when when More Life came out mm-hmm. or even Views, and I was like, this sounds like... A Toronto album? It sounds like what the dudes outside the mall downtown are handing out. Gotcha, wow. gotcha, gotcha. Like he, he really yeah. moved the goalposts. He's like, all right, hip hop used to be from the West Coast to the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Now hip hop's gonna be from the East Coast all the way to East Africa. Yeah. Right? Yeah. This is what our hip hop's gonna sound like. Yeah. You know, because and he's no mm. longer doing anything that sounds hyper American. Mm-hmm. You know, and he had done that in the previous albums, mm-hmm. making making tracks for the Babe, giving yep. stuff that sounds chopped and screwed and stuff. Mm-hmm. So he went like heavily island, and mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, if you were to like hang out with him on a regular basis mm-hmm. and and he's probably as loose as he's gonna you know be, Drake? that's how he's gonna sound. I don't. You don't know, know Drake? But I saw you at the I Raptors parade. Him. Huh? I saw you at the Raptors yeah, parade. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm Toronto in and out. And <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, and I, I know some OVO people and stuff like that, but I no, think no. that's a, uh, that's, I don't, I don't, I've met him and I've yeah, been yeah, places yeah, yeah, yeah. and I can say, yeah, I shook his hand or whatever, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, know him. And right. Gotcha, that, for yeah, sure, for sure. You is. know how people say uh, they can always remember like their first run in with like hip hop or their first experience of hip hop yeah. and it like changing them and them never being the same? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have one of those moments? It was NWA. NWA. It was NWA really? and there was a skit on there um, about two police officers threatening these girls to, to give them head or they're going to be, de- or they're going to kill them. Oh. And I, it was just, just, and I'm being a little kid and not understanding any of this shit. Yeah. yeah. But um, and then just like learning about you know a thousand miles running, learning about Easy E, right. learning about Dr. Dre, learning about diss tracks. Mm-hmm. And they all broke yeah, up yeah, and they're yeah. all dissing each other. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then that ice, that ice, and then also like I, 
for some reason, my neighbor, this, this, this guy, he was a little bit older. I think he was in high school. And I don't know why he was hanging us with, with us little kids back then. But he was giving me all these tapes. And he gave me an iced tea tape where it was like iced tea and a bunch of girls. Mm. And they were all wearing like bikinis. He was wearing a suit. And then the back cover was a bunch of, they had like Uzis behind them and mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. So just my first mm-hmm. exposure to hip hop was gangster rap. Gangster. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. probably in my house, like that wouldn't be allowed to happen. So <laughs> as I got a little I bit older, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> as I got older, it was a lot more like, I was trying to get more on the righteous tip. And then I think I, I first got exposed to, um, it was probably Outkast. It was probably like seeing like ATLians, Andre wearing a mm-hmm. turban and just being like, yeah. who's this guy? And, yeah. Yeah. and hearing him say like, you know, no drugs or alcohol so I can get the signal clear as day. And yeah. being like, oh shit, rappers rap about not doing drugs yeah. and alcohol. Yeah. What's this? Yeah. Yeah. And then that was my okay, wormhole, which was like, you know, Outkast and learning about Goody Mob yeah. and learning knowledge for self and, and learning about, you know, uh, you know how much these how, how much these these, these folks cre- re reappropriated their spirituality mm-hmm. and, and empowered you know the black man and then from there um, you know falling in love with Lauren Hill when yeah. she came out uh, oh, Clef. so this is all pre-internet most of this pre-internet yeah, yeah. so you was really say uh, hip hop I won't say raised you but in a sense it molded you it helped shape you into the person that 1, you are today 1000% and I, and I grew up and I grew up in a city I grew up in a neighborhood called Rexdale in Toronto so Rexdale okay. is like um, so Nav from Rexdale he's from Rexdale yeah, okay. yeah, he, probably, okay. he probably went to the same high school as me mm-hmm. wow. um, and then you guys know Canon. Uh, when I get older, I will be strong. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Was if you didn't sing it, I wouldn't nice. know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's from. So yeah. So he's from Rex. Got it. Got it. Uh, oh, wow. wow. Yeah. So we we have we have so it, it's this it's Toronto's the Toronto's the most mixed city in the world. I'm aware. Oh yeah, I'm aware. You know, I've yeah. been and I was yeah. thoroughly impressed. And Rex still probably it. the most mixed part of Toronto. Okay. Mm. So that's what it is, and it's not just diverse ethnically; it's, it's diverse in terms of economics and everything mm-hmm. else. So when sure. I was growing up, I my parents had bought their house, mm-hmm. so we were in the nicer part of the city, but mm-hmm. the school was still in the other part of the city. Mm. Got it. So that so I grew up, and and again, you don't know when you're a kid; you just grow up yeah. and you do what you yeah. do until yeah, later on mm-hmm. when you're an adult or you're in university. Then you're talking to people like, "Oh, mm-hmm. I never, I never had to hide my money in my socks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, <laughs> do whatever. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, everyone back then was just, it was either, like, pop, like, I remember, like, it was TLC and Boys to Men, or mm-hmm. it was just, like, straight hip-hop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? got it, and, for yeah, sure. And back, that's what it was. Back to 50 Cent real quick. You owe him some money? Well, I hope not. Because, <laughs> you so know, I'm have... just asking everybody I know at this point. I might owe the nigga a No, it's dollars. funny. It's funny because, you know? I mean, obviously I referenced him in that, and it's funny because yeah. I, I have the same, now I have the same <laughs> book agent as him. Wow. And then yesterday I met, I had a meeting with my book agent, and he's like, man, I have, we have to have this meeting in the afternoon because I had a meeting with 50 in the morning, and he's mm-hmm. recording his the audio for his next book. Yeah. I should have called you to meet him. And I was like, look, I can I can admire him from afar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, like he's, yeah. A, he's on this tip where he's just looking for excuses for people okay. to owe him money. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need the clout. I don't need the extra attention. Just, just show him my like, picture. Show him yeah. my picture. Like, oh, you write books, right? Yeah. yeah. I'll give you five million for five. Yeah. But I know, like, I see, like, when I had the independent version out, some, uh-huh. some kid sent me a picture of 50 signing the book. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's dope. So, like, the kid probably just like, look, there's a chapter about you in this book. Yeah. But I don't yeah. want 50 to be like, it's especially okay. where he's at right now. Like, sure. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I, need, I, need I mean, I'm probably baiting myself out on the podcast right now. <laughs> I was like, oh, let me add him to the list. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's um, I think it's interesting that you said you grew up in like a uh, well-to-do um, yeah. neighborhood. Um, well, not well-to-do. But like, you didn't grow up in the hood. No. You, but I you went, went to sc- school in the hood. I went to school in the hood, and I dealt with daytime hood. Daytime. Not hood. realizing what my friends' 
who had to deal with it. And I didn't know it was the hood. Right. Ah. You know, I see. we knew like there's that street. And I remember being very young and being like, I'm talking about like maybe like again, six, seven. There's that street. And if you go on that street with Jordans, you're walking out of that street barefoot. <laughs> like that's how we understood it. Yeah. And we also understood like you don't wear this color there. Right. And you don't wear this. Like yeah. there's certain wow. things that what, what have you. And again, when you're a kid, you don't have any, you know, critical thinking. So yeah. you don't question it. <laughs> so back then there was a lot of that. But you can, I mean, most of my friends and, and even guys that grew up in, in, in the hood parts, they're, they're doing well for themselves. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Do you think you would have ever cared or been exposed um, to hip-hop if you didn't go to that school? No. I mean, because I, I, I did have to switch high schools for a little bit to, to go to a different one just because, like, one stopped being semestered and I wanted to, like, kind of stay on track. Yeah. And there, and, and I'm still grateful for it, but there everyone had, like, wallets with chains on them. Yeah. They're listening uh, to Smashing Pumpkins and, no <laughs> yeah. and Green Day. Yeah. Right. It was completely different. Right. Yeah. Hey, come to my house for dinner and like all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Versus going to my friend's house right. at my other high school and their right. mom's yelling at them the moment they open the door. Like, <laughs> it was completely different. So I think I, from a musical, like expanding my spectrum, definitely. Right. But I, I remember specifically like having a friend circle where one friend she had two cars on her driveway and she could pick which one she wanted to take to school. Mm. Wow. And my other friend, he worked at KFC and all the money went towards the mortgage. Wow. Jesus Christ. So it was like, there was yeah. a spectrum yeah. from the economic, and that really made me appreciate mm -hmm. where, what I had and where I was and, and what people had to deal with versus like seeing other people that went to high schools where everybody had it. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody yeah. appreciates yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, for and sure. And then, you know, and it wasn't, a, we had a full-time cop at my school, but we didn't have no metal detectors. Huh. Oh, wow. At least there was we had a full-time cop. There was yeah. some sort of safety. Yeah. How no, please. Yeah, stop. yeah. Please this stop. is. I'm just. Yeah. Um. Mm -hmm. How did that affect your music? I was literally just gonna ask that. I was gonna so, add like, how would yeah. you describe your music? To be to to be on both sides. Yeah. To have a friend where all his money from KFC goes to the mortgage, and to yeah. have a friend where she's like, which Bentley we backing out today? I think. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't Bentley. It was like, it was like the but Toyota you know, Forerunner and the Toyota. Nah, nah, nah. It sounds better. It sounds it better. It's a Bentley. Yeah. Content. Nikki, yeah. Nikki had a Bentley. Nikki had a Bentley. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki had a Bentley. <laughs> um, I think yeah. the the number one thing it, it taught me. Well, growing up there, it definitely taught you own what you say because people are looking to check you mm -hmm. um, and that's a conversation I was having with another homie who's from my neighborhood because in, in, I was just saying like he's having issues dealing with people who, weren't, who didn't grow up in our neighborhood for the yeah, way that yeah. we speak but and he was talking about how people are asking him to and people are asking him to write their music for him because mm. they're trying to get that tough guy energy because mm. people who aren't tough guys are loud Yes, very. Real tough guys are not loud. Not at all. Mm. So they've been commit. They've been paying him to write non some non loud music. Non loud <laughs> some music. Some non loud yeah. music. Yeah, because he's a real tough guy and he's right. not a loud person. Right. And then I was like, "Why are you?" And I thought, "Like you're you're a part of the problem. Like you're making this worse." And he's just like, "I'm getting paid, and no one's gonna check these guys. These guys are from this area and this area. Nobody checks yeah. each other there, so who cares?" Yeah, right. right. And but it and, and I was like, "Yeah, I grew up knowing I was gonna be checked, so it, it really mattered." So mm -hmm. for me, a lot of the aggression that I put into my music comes from a place of activism. Mm. Got it. So I don't yeah, act yeah. like. So tough, I'm not saying yeah. like. Describe a couple of your music videos. I mean, I don't act tough in none of the music videos. The music in videos terms of activism, because I do see. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, like, back in the day, I did a freestyle over a milli, and all I did was use that as a as an excuse to 
um, lay stats about how many people are, you know, mm-hmm. dying in the Middle East, how many kids are going hungry every day, and, and mm-hmm. talking about that. Mm-hmm. Um, really trying to take ideas that I don't think people are exposed to and trying to get them exposed to them in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it's evolved from there. So I think my activism, I stopped being very specific about a situation, knowing that that situation for the good or for the worse is going to end up being resolved at some point in history. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of these are on, under a foundation of human nature. Right. Like right. I can, you know, yeah, we can talk yeah, about yeah. anything. Like if, if I'm rapping about the gentrification of Brooklyn, 50 years from now, mm-hmm. that may not have its relevance. But if I'm Maybe talking different. about oppression, control, power, greed, mm-hmm. that'll You're last. for the ages. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think now I've, I've taken that, I've gone a little bit deeper that way. Mm-hmm. Wow. And now, and, and, and hearing, especially now, like, learning from rappers like Kendrick and Cole it's like you yeah. can just kind of sprinkle that in like what yeah. did Cole say um, I think he's talking, he's talking about sex he's like I came faster than 911 in white yeah. neighborhoods uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you're saying something funny and you're also making that's a really good, good point yeah, so I think that, that's kind of where I've taken it at this mm, point now yeah Cole's good yeah. for those yeah his yeah. sex game was trash that day oh yeah <laughs> Yeah, have you heard fast. all of Cole's verses? He always talk about him coming fast. No, always. I don't know if he know how to. Let me stop. <laughs> if we t- pay attention to all his verses, I don't know if Cole knew what he was doing. Listen, that's why he on baby number two. Okay. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Shout out to him. Uh, so I mean, I, I'm glad you mentioned Kendrick and Cole because they're like at the forefront and yeah. uh, Kendrick. So we yeah. we hit the big three, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so who are some of the artists that inspire you? Some of the newer artists. I know the newer you artists that inspire me. Yeah, um, some of the newer artists. Because um, you're, you're a hip-hop baby, right? Yeah. You, you, if you said Goody Mob, I said, yeah. oh, shit, he's here. What you know about Goody Mob? Goody Mob tattoo, bro. CeeLo Green is somewhere cheering right now. No, for sure. That's yeah, anytime I meet somebody from Atlanta, that's how I try to... Speaking of Goody Mob. Speaking of Goody Mob. Oh, you said CeeLo Green was around? All right, Alex, chill with the muscles. Chill with the muscles. Alex over here flexing. I'm trying to show Savon something. Yeah, I'm cool, bro. I'm cool. Today, I don't want nothing. <laughs> I mean, I, I, oh, I mean, I'm, I, I have my biases when it comes to dungeon families. So if you're part of the dungeon family, okay, I, 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 I'm a fan no matter what. So mm-hmm. like, obviously nothing but love for future. Just because he's part of that pedigree and he's yeah. from that yeah. world. Um, I mean, my favorite rapper on, on the planet is still Andre 3000. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Damn. So it, almost uh, hurt you that he doesn't put music out often. No, it has I, to. I no, I'm, I'm. I mean, I mean, I mean with he, the catalog. When he like dro- he has. still drops yeah. when he wants to drop a verse. Yeah. Yeah. A verse. I'm happy with that. A verse every two um, years. Yeah, and I, and I also kind of feel like he's the only rapper in the history of hip hop to actually like retire, wow. and I think that's okay because that every other rapper, okay. he's the only yeah. rapper that's like, hey, you know, I'm when done. I had my time, I had it. Yeah. Now it's for the kids. I'll just do it for fun. <laughs> Versus like, yeah. you know, talk to Ice T, still the best rapper in the world. Yeah. Talk to Ice Cube, still the best. You're like, you're not even yeah. releasing music. Man. No, I'm the best. I'm the yeah. best. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't so, fall off. Yeah. I didn't stop. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Rappers, they don't generally do that. And, yeah. and or all, the game retires them. Right. Know, but they don't accept it. Yeah, And they're always still waiting for like more, you know, they want their acknowledgement. Acknowledgement. They want their flowers. Yeah. 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 yeah, I get what you're saying. They're like, you know, I, he's yeah. not paying homage to me. Oh, he's biting my stuff. Well, Andre yeah. doesn't do that. Andre's, yeah, Andre's just like, I'm done. That's I was, it. That's yeah, it. I was he a retired. part of it. Yeah, I had sure. fun with it. Yeah. Now I'm, it I'm chilling. I'm cool. I'm wandering so, yeah. you know, doing whatever he does all day. <laughs> You know, That's exactly what he sure. does. Yeah, sure. I think the last sighting was him playing a flute in, in Los Angeles. In the airport. Yeah, yeah, the airport. Just chilling. Yeah, yeah. Andre yeah. shit. Just like, chilling. I like that, dope. though. I, but I, I, I admire yeah. that. I mean, I admire yeah. the fact that you don't see 
call that in the award shows. Mm-hmm. I admire that you don't see Kendrick anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I like that. He'd just be screaming that. on Cole songs. Yeah. <laughs> Not even featuring. <laughs> I, I like screaming like on the lips. Yeah. The fact that they've never, you know, I, I know Cole did the high power beat. Yeah. And that was it. And now both these guys have just. Section 80. At the top. Yeah. They're just holding a collab in their back pocket for whenever they want. Yeah. You think it's going to come? Well, there's that, there's that, uh, there's that, um, because you can't be our OVO insider. Sorry? <laughs> I'm not an OVO insider. <laughs> you know, I'm Reporting sure. live no, from there's OVO no studios. Thing, yeah. There's no such thing as an OVO insider. <laughs> they, they're the only ones that know what's going on. They're the only ones that know what's going on. Yeah, I think they, they keep it, they keep, sorry, I'm playing with the wires. No, no, yeah, no. Um, yeah. No, but there's a festival coming up in Vegas, mm-hmm. and the headlines yes, are both Vegas. Cool and uh, Yes, yes, yes. I'm, so. I'm going to say, October or November. Okay. It's a, yeah. I'm gonna say November. It's in November. Yeah. And they're both on it. Yeah. And, and both Kendrick and, and Cole are on they're there. Both. Everybody. Both on everybody. On everybody. Like. He sounds like one of those. If you're guys. not there, it's like yeah. That's a girl that like, like acts yeah. out of the party. Like mom, everybody's gonna be there. <laughs> Absolutely. Everybody yeah. has to go. Everybody who's anybody. Travis Scott's gonna be there. Oh, it's, Travis Scott. It is. It's got a big one. It's a big one. Yeah. It's really big. Is that right? Yeah. You know who's gonna be there? Who is the reason that I might go? Who? We had a conversation. Neo. No. <laughs> no, He's a really oh. big fan no, of no. That, that's my guy. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, who? Kiana Lady. Oh, we definitely in the building. Yeah, she she's she's an upcoming R and B artist. She's oh, okay. super dope. We yeah, gotta talk about. She's on the rise. She's like, really really good. I yeah. fuck with her heavy. Yeah. Like she's super okay. cool. Yeah. But that just but, goes to show you, everybody yeah. who needs to be there will be there. Well, I will be there. You will be there. You I'm will going. be there. I'm going. We will be there. I'm going. <laughs> I'm booking it right now. No, 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 I'm dead ass. Book it. That'll be. And Kendrick is there. Yes. Wow. So I, I, there's no way he's going there without dropping something new first, in my mm-hmm. opinion. For sure, 100%. Cole, you can say he's going to do it for the Dreamville squad. Right. Yeah, but exactly. I feel like I, I feel like he's he's setting himself up for another release. Wow. Mm. Nice. I feel like those, critical those, thinking. I think yeah. so too. I, I feel like and, and and these days you can drop it a week before. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Something can happen yeah. with yeah. those two. Yeah. Um, be and I think he's so primed exciting. people to be ready. I think people are like, oh, I'm ready for We're waiting. Yes. Time. Every yeah. two and a half years Kendrick. or so, right? Yeah, waiting for Kendrick. Yeah. So, okay, yeah, Kendrick does whatever he wants too, whenever he wants. Yeah, yeah. yeah he does. Because yeah. sure. so, you were like, oh, I'm sure he's not going to be like show up without having something. I'm like, mm, he might. <laughs> he might show up just to scream on the yeah. just, just for ad libs. <laughs> he won a Pulitzer that Prize. He's good. Well, he's headlining, <laughs> so he has to come. Oh, he's headlining the whole thing. Oh, that's super dope. Sell it. Right. Cool, cool. But so, yeah. Humble, do you have like any new projects, any new uh, albums, mixtapes? Talk to me. Like, what, what is your process in terms of uh, putting out music? Because it's kind of like each rapper, poet, has an algorithm now. Yeah, I mean, we do live in a world of like these these modern day Greek gods, which are these algorithms. That you, have to feed. <laughs> yeah. you have to feed them, no yeah, matter what. Them. They don't wow. care what you feed them. But you have to feed them. That's right. a visual. Um, I think at the uh, so for me, music was always you know I only wrote the book because shit wasn't going well in in the music world. I was getting chewed up alive, and the lessons I was learning, and like instead of just communicating these musically, let me just put them out in paragraphs, and more mm-hmm. people were able to connect that way because I didn't realize as a rapper that I was primed. To understand hip hop, mm. got it. Not everybody can just like even Eminem. Yeah. You can't yeah. just mm-hmm. put Eminem on for someone who's never heard hip hop and expect yeah. them to like grasp all the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, and, and be amazed. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and I mean, I grew up. I also grew up in, in addition to like okay, I grew up on Bone Thugs. I used to mm. read the lyrics. Bone, oh my god. Bone, yeah, bone. that was. Oh my god. Well, they used, used to still put them the on the lyrics. CDs. Let's all get up for Wally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uncle Charlie, little boot, guys got him, and I'm gonna miss everybody. That's so, like. <laughs> Okay. I used to study lyrics. And wow. I didn't know why I was studying yeah. lyrics back then. I was just wow. studying lyrics. Yeah. Then I used to buy albums, read the lyrics before I press uh-huh. play. Uh-huh. Wow. So I think, so I realized that. And then when I started writing out my ideas, it's, it's if you're a rapper, you're, you're a better writer than writers. 
Mm, why do you feel default. that way? Yeah, why you say? Hip hop is the most evolved form of literary art to ever exist. You better say it again. 100%. Like, the niggas in the back. Jay-Z will always be better than Shakespeare. <laughs> wow. Oh, no, wow. That's facts. And I mean, I now like with Kendrick getting the, the Pulitzer, Pulitzer Prize, it's, it's, yeah. it's now people Legitimized. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I call myself Humble the Poet and not Humble the Rapper. Oh. It wasn't about. It was about trying to add add a little bit more prestige to what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For you know, sure. like how how can we evolve it? Because at that point, it was like you have a rapper mm-hmm. who just like rhymes words. You have an MC who uses rhymes to communicate. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you have a poet who's a guy just trying to stun everybody. Yeah. Humble the poet. <laughs> can you stun? Uh, can, can I hear some can, spoken can words? Something quick? like. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think. Uh, <laughs> I don't have a lot of stunt rhymes, but I mean, you don't got to stunt. Just display Just, your yeah. skin. Yeah, that, when she says stunt, she does I only said it spo- because you said you know poets. Yeah. Uh, I be the dust upon the scholar's feet, the sparkles on the stripper's chest, the blood upon the soldier's blade, the lies inside the preacher's breath. Welcome reality where everyone's a casualty and a bubble blown as a bubble burst and hollow folks brutality at a moment which in the 416s buzzing like the phones with the tones that switch to silence. Ammo ringing out, ammo be catching bodies, barbecue parties, shopping malls, all these spots where the bullets were blindfolds, y'all get shot, huh? Just, just ahead because you popped your head when you heard that pop, 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 said it was a gold mine. They lied when they said it's easier to sell a dream to chase yours. Chase yours so you make yours, take yours and they hate yours, take yours, fake yours. Anytime hate great toad, then the hate that you place for yourself and the chase for the wealth, put a pace for your health, for the pace for the self, for the race, for the days, because huh? they're running out. Done, done them out, sun them out, running out. Everybody coming with the cell phone shouting, world star like a star in the world, but they'd rather be an asteroid study. Stack saving the grave, heavy waves in the way, and the click be lavish, savage. My whole city be this talented, extraordinary's average. Wow. <laughs> wow. No, 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 no. Oh, oh sorry, sorry. No. Yes, 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 yes. I wish I had three hands. I wish I had three hands right now. Nah, that's dope, that's man. Amazing. Wow. I mean, I wish uh, I had some lyrics on the side of the CD. I wish we were, right? <laughs> genius lyrics, right? Hey, hold on, I need to break this down. Yeah. Yo, genius. <laughs> Yo, genius. Yo, rap genius. Dude, that was dope. That was dope. That was super dope, bro. And you said so much because honestly, when we go, when we put this out, I'm going to go back and listen to it because I know I missed, I know I missed at least 50% of what you said. It's funny because now yeah. I'm trying to get in that position where it's like, all right, not not everybody can understand. Like, I was rapping like that because in the beginning I had a chip on my shoulder and I had to like you tell people yeah. you're a rapper and mm-hmm. like in yeah. what language? You know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's disrespectful. But yeah, but you should yeah. snuff those people. Well, that but, you really uh, should. Me, me doing it this way is my form of doing that and yeah. just being like you know, and then getting to the point where I was like, look, I can. Ex- I grew up. Like when I started doing mixtapes, when you were allowed to rap on other people's beats without yeah. getting flagged, yeah. <laughs> good old days. I was, I was, yeah, I was only choosing Jay Z beats. Mm. Oh, wow. and I was, then I, I was doing oh, Jay Electronica sure. beats. Because oh, there's a certain oh, way you can talk. I wish you would have told me you that. You can talk on those. <laughs> <laughs> but it was also, it was also the, the idea of like, let me pick the beats that I, you know people won't touch. Because right. like it already like no one's rapping on a jail electronica beat. Mm. Jail electronica yeah. killed it. Right, you, sure. you, how are you gonna hold your own on that? Yeah, and me yeah, being yeah, like, yeah. watch, like, right. like that's what yeah. it was. Then I got to the point where it's like, look, you're just you're proving the wrong people wrong. Mm. Yeah, you know, and mm-hmm. you need to learn the other side of this. You need mm-hmm. to learn chants, hooks, yeah, catchy yeah, stuff. Because that's, that's what's gonna yep. that's what's gonna expand your audience to yeah. people that need to really hear it. So mm-hmm. it's been it's been such a a really cool journey of figuring that out. And now like working on music and. You know, resources not being an excuse, access to talent not being an excuse, access mm-hmm. to learning it myself not being an excuse. It's like I just started making my own beats on GarageBand, and it's Come fun on. as fuck because like yeah. you can just make weird shit. Yeah, yeah. 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 and the people believe in you, they'll, they'll just try it out. So yeah. it's like this is b- really cool, and um, also learning that like you know it's not just about 
having the hottest verse now so, mm -hmm. as I think collaborating it's yeah, about yeah, yeah. Being, being a part of the painting so everybody enjoys it instead For of sure. just being in competition with everybody yeah. so it's, it's been a really cool journey learning that and what I'm mm -hmm. doing is just all the money that this book is making me is just going towards making this music on my own terms wow. and just being able to alright what would a label have done for me alright mm -hmm. they would have paid for this 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 I can, yeah. I can pay for all that yeah, yeah, that's and good. finding partnerships too. the other ways and stuff so it's been really it's been a really cool journey yeah. and now yeah. like literally going back to the fear concept mm -hmm. is like my including moving to New York it's I had a book of excuses why I couldn't do it <laughs> and then life literally ripped that page you wrote out. Wow. no not literally not literally <laughs> but, but you had it I, had like, I can't like, go to New York not, because Steph was gonna take your <laughs> idea she was gonna come to the podcast next yes, week and show us everything she wrote down that's the original I, 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 I encourage everybody yeah. I, I think <laughs> an interesting idea is we always talk about knowledge of self mm -hmm. um People need to also understand that our brains are more complex than the universe, mm. right? Mm. If we human beings know more about the universe than they know about the actual brain. Mm -hmm. So true. we can have knowledge of self, but we can, we'll never be able to have complete knowledge For of sure. self. You'll never be able to be like, I am self-aware. Yeah. You can say I'm more self-aware than I was yesterday. Yeah. But you can never say completely. Just completely. always yeah. on a spectrum. Yeah, yeah that's, the that brain sense. is aware of itself. It's just a mind-tripping idea. Yeah. So I do encourage people, when you do have a thought or, or an idea, mm -hmm. write it out because yep. it'll help you mm -hmm. better understand what, what you're saying. Yeah. No, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so I learned a lot about you. I knew a lot about you coming into it, but yeah. I obviously, uh, I, I learned a lot about you yeah. today and I hope a lot of our listeners did too, right? Mm -hmm. But in this creative okay. in, in, in this creative space <laughs> yeah. um, especially guys we have egos like you said we like to feed our egos thousand percent yeah. we, mm -hmm. we so enjoy I call myself humble it's not we, humble to call yourself humble <laughs> it's literally to humble yourself not. it's the exact yeah, it's to remind yourself yeah, yeah, humble is a verb people forget that yeah True. it is so wow. you do a lot you yeah. rap you're a poet you're a writer yeah. you even sang a little bit I, I heard the tunes you know what I'm saying like, I got a little bit yeah, you yeah. With it, right? if Andre 3000 can do it I can do it, <laughs> yeah, he, did it he did it before all the tunes so I can do it no That's for true. sure absolutely you do a lot of this yeah. stuff and I'm sure women flock to your gifts right how has that part of the success been I think that I mean that was the, in my early years my tagline was because all I used to rap about back then was like social issues. Mm. Right, right. My tagline was uh, change the world and get girls. Hey. Change the okay. world and get girls. That's that literally was my tagline. And what I realized what it was really was back then I didn't believe in myself that I could gain any footing in, in the world of entertainment or hip hop. So mm -hmm. I was just going to do it for fun. Mm. And the immediate gratification was going to come from meeting women. It's a nice <laughs> breaker, getting recognized, what have yeah. you. Yeah. You know, I put one video on YouTube, got like 400 views, but it was yeah. enough locally because yeah. in the South Asian community, it was, women, yeah. it was out there. It was looking at. And you. I mean, it was. It, and I'm not talking about like groupies in your DM. I'm not talking about some people like, hey, I saw your video. For me, that's all I need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? The, 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 some of the most challenging women to speak to in the world are from Toronto. Really? Yeah. So any 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 guy who can hold his own in Toronto? Why is that? Why, yeah, why is they that? say New York. It explains why Drake no, is out here coming no, to America. Definitely not New York. New York is New York is everything. not a challenging why, place why at is all. That? I think you. I mean, if your if your pickup line is like, "Hey, girl, come here," then yeah, definitely <laughs> that's a problem. Yeah, that I, I see that in New York all the time. Yeah. It's like, yeah. when did that ever work? When Never, that, but still, they here keep we are. Using it. Yeah. Hey, ma. Yeah. Yo, shorty. Hey, ma. Hey, ma. Can yeah. I talk to you? Yo, light skin. Yeah. Hey, yo, hey purple dress. Trauma. Light skin. <laughs> yeah. She said, yo, if light that skin. works out here, then we're good. No, <laughs> I'm not sure what it is. Yeah. I think. I mean, Toronto is a is a. Uh, developing city and I think a lot of it like as you said you can you can have a conversation with anybody in New York mm -hmm. and I've seen it myself I've seen dudes like yeah. Wall Street suits 
arguing with, with homeless guys about the Knicks. People talk to each other and, yeah. and, and, and people come up to each other and speak there. And Toronto doesn't have that. Got people it. aren't used to being spoken to on a regular basis. And they think that's what big city people are. Got it. Like too big, you know. Yeah, it's yeah, not. Sure. I think people in New York are in a rush. Mm-hmm. They they need to go places. If mm-hmm. you get in their way, they'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but if you want to talk to them, and if you're interesting enough, they'll talk to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like you got to find ways to finagle yourself in, in, in Toronto. I think one of the things I learned was like you just need an icebreaker. How was it for you though? Icebreaker. I've, I've been all right. I've been. You've right. <laughs> been. Right. I have no complaints. Yeah. Okay. Right. The beard. The beard looks well buttered. Well, the, yeah. Well, I mean, even that. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe like ten, 10 years ago, the beard asso- was associated with all the wrong stuff, especially yeah, in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But true. now, I think, I think, yeah, it's, it's working in your favor. It's celebrated. Yeah. 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 It's completely celebrated. So yeah, it's. Yeah. And, but then I also started looking at. It's interesting. I, I was. I'm not gonna say no names, but I was. <laughs> I got to hang out with somebody who, in. He's in music. He's not in hip hop, but he's in music. And Ed I Sharon. mean, he makes no. <laughs> Why did I think the same thing? <laughs> Ed Sharon. Ed Sharon. No. I did the same thing. He and and what I noticed about him is just like it's it, what he he's what every fifteen year old boy wishes. He's wealthy. He 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 takes care of himself. He's stylish. He's got low body fat. He he makes Toronto? music that no, and I'm not gonna say yes. You guys say yes. Okay. Oh, he's from Toronto. It's Justin no, he, Bieber. He, he, Justin Bieber ain't does from not Toronto. have body fat. He's, he's not. not from Toronto, no. Does not he's have. Not yeah, no, I Justin, Bieber. Justin Bieber's from a place called Stratford, like an hour outside of Toronto. Stratford's uh, okay. famous for having like a lot of uh, plays. Stratford Festival. Got it. Oh, okay. Got it. Okay. Yeah, okay. Like, okay. Cool. Yeah, like the top Swinging theater actors. Yeah, but I mean, it's close. To, he probably has a, a place in Toronto. Got it. But I, what I noticed about him was. This, this dude in particular and, and like and I mean this guy's living like only PJs like that he's at that level wow okay. and then I noticed him like uh, struggling to get women no striking out with girls that like I know and oh, then wow. I realized kind of mm. like what it is it, you know it's a never ending mountain you're climbing without a peak mm. so what happens is it's like if I can get 20 girls mm-hmm. doing what I'm doing my focus is gonna be on that one I couldn't get. Mm. Mm. I see. I see. Like not, most guys. Yeah. Well, because what it is is our and a egos. A lot of guys. Yeah. Because yeah. what it is is our egos. We have a low. And I'm learning this, and I'm not, and I haven't a low solved this. For I'm, just, I'm just sharing what I'm yes. learning. Mm-hmm. It's not even just a low tolerance for rejection. It's it's a low view of ourselves. So let's say, for mm-hmm. example, I got That's a low true. view of myself, and I'm and I don't know it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, if I get her, then I got it. Like then I, then I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. but what actually happens is I get her mm-hmm. and then instead of instead of bringing myself up mm-hmm. I put her down mm-hmm. something gotcha. must have been wrong yeah. with her if she messed with a guy like me mm-hmm. yeah. so who, who's the girl that doesn't want to mess with me yeah. oh it's, it's Rihanna let me go there. but then yeah. if I get Rihanna it'll be the same situation yeah. so it's an internal thing For sure. so and I, and I know Cole talked about that on, on his Damn. interview with Angie Martinez he's mm-hmm. like you can keep chasing it doesn't hit that then yeah. I, when I saw that in real life with this artist I was just like, yo, like this guy can literally be swimming in women, mm. but he's chasing the ones he can't have. Mm. Yeah, wow. And chasing the ones he can't have wow, wow, not wow. just mean the girls that are too good for him or whatever. He's chasing girls that don't like guys. Yeah, like he just <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever like, he can't yeah. have. Men want, he wants. Men want yeah. a challenge. And right? I've heard, and even other you know other artists too, were just like, I'm hearing, you know, these guys Me Too moments when they come out aren't going to be for that 21 year old. They're going to be for like that 48 year old. Yep, wow. for sure. And it for wasn't sure. because she was the hottest thing in the world. It was because, oh, you're married to so-and-so. I just want to see if I can snatch you away. Yeah. Nice. And then I'm like, oh, shit, that's what this is. Like Everybody wants yeah. bigger and better, bigger and better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this isn't a mountain. You can keep climbing it, but there's real-life consequences with mm-hmm. it. Yeah. You know? yeah. 
For you're, sure. You're, you're, put, you're exposing yourself <laughs> in situations and dangers that you might not want to do. And you're also, I haven't met somebody who's found success in it. Yeah. And then you're like, well, look at these, these top rappers are, are getting married and settling down yeah. and, and living these nice, boring lives. <laughs> you know, maybe there's something to that. And yeah. I, even when I went to L.A., I met... Um, I can say his name because he's a, he's a dope dude. Kunal Nair, he he plays Raj on uh, The Big Bang Theory. Oh, oh yeah. I love Raj. Yeah. Well, I like The Big, I love the yeah. big, big Bang Theory. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and he came to, we were having a party, and he came to the party, and he said, Raj listen to funny. me. Yeah. He goes, the top people don't party all night, do cocaine, and do all this stuff. He goes, mm -hmm. no, they wake up early in the morning, take their kids to school, and show up for work. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Don't Don't let that slide yeah. the people that you see doing that are not going to be the people on top right. and he's on the big that's the big that was yeah. the biggest yeah. TV show yeah. like probably the last wow. yeah. oh, big time. Yeah. it's probably the last big TV show yeah. now that the internet's taking over the spinoff and everything yeah, yeah. yeah so mm -hmm. what's his name the main guy well, Sheldon the, the Sheldon, Sheldon yeah. was actually on Hidden Figures okay oh word I was there so surprised to see him on there uh, that's nuts. I, I've never seen him anything else yeah, yeah. um very different. He brought a very different character, and that's the thing. Yeah, and, and you realize they're, like they're actor it. actors. Yeah, but, yeah. Like, they're, they're doing it for that. They're doing yeah. the work is a reward for them. Yeah. So I think for me now, um, I realize that I was, I was trying to make up for the fact that I wasn't making any money. So mm -hmm. I was just right. like, what what was my immediate gratification? And it, and it's true. Like, but then you start to see the pattern. Like you attract a certain type of person. Mm. Right. Yeah. Right? yeah. Right. You're not yeah, you're not good. attracting right. the right yeah. type of people, and it's not. Yeah. And all the real problems that you're gonna have in your relationships and with other people like you know you can't throw money at them yes, you, you just gotta do work yeah, yeah. and in, in this era where everybody has the illusion that they can replace you quickly mm -hmm. by swiping right options or, or going yeah. on these apps or whatever you have to you have to just and again I'm not acting like I'm above all this it's mm -hmm. just I'm trying to be cognizant of it and yeah, I'm trying sure. to be yeah. like yo and I, and I realized that when I went to LA because I realized in LA I met a lot of people with more money than me and more accolades and a harder work ethic, mm -hmm. but I didn't meet anybody with more f real friends than me. Wow. Yeah. So That's sure. interesting. Yeah. I am. Um, so, y'all know I'm the relationship queen on this. Yes, <laughs> yes. I love love. Yes, I love yes. relationships. Lovey stuff. Um, so, when I was listening to your book, <laughs> yeah. I definitely noted all like the love quotes and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so, I thought one thing that really stood I, out yeah, to I wrote me, this book like a month after getting dumped. Oh. Wow. Yeah. And you were wow. not bitter. Oh no, he sounded no. a little bitter. <laughs> 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 Not like it sounded like legit. Like it sounded yeah. like even though he was going through it, like yeah. I, I could tell that you know he had experienced something because I had like made like notes of certain things. But yeah. like it sounded like there's a healthy way to go through things and there's an unhealthy yeah. way to go through things, right? Yeah. Um. So you said, um, love when you're ready and not when you're lonely. Yeah. And I said, whoa, like how do we get that backwards? Whew. And you know where I learned that? I learned that from Romeo and Juliet. I learned that when I was in like grade 10 English. I had a really cool English teacher. And she's like, before Juliet, Romeo loved a girl named Rosalind. Mm -hmm. And there's a line. Is this the prequel? No. It's in the it's book. It's in the book. Oh. It's in the book. <laughs> so before he met her, before oh. he met Juliet, oh. he was already in love with this girl named Rosalind. Yeah. And then there's a line from like, he penned himself, he pens himself to the thoughts of Rosalind, which means he, he, he jerks he off to her. Yeah. 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 Pens himself means he, uh. right? And then the way my, uh, my English teacher explained it was, he never Sick loved figure. Rosalind. He loved the idea of being in love. Uh, okay. And I think that was the first time I was just like, holy shit, like, mm -hmm. yeah, like a lot of, there's a lot of, I mean, from a guy perspective, there are a lot of Romeos out there acting like Romeos. Yeah. And they just are looking for an object to, to express this stuff to. And I think yeah. it's, it's probably an, an essential part of learning. Mm -hmm. So I think 
reminding people like yo are you ready for love yeah in an ideal situation is you have a healthier relationship with yourself mm-hmm. and you're not trying to fill in those gaps with other people that's good mm-hmm. what are some signs that you could give to women being you know uh because you're a man i want you to speak to this um signs that you can tell women to watch out for when a man loves her the difference between when a man loves her and when he is in love with being in love but he also happens to have a girlfriend because because right we have like i'm sure like i don't know if rosalind and romeo were dating okay right but i'm sure there are men who are in love with being in love and who have girlfriends so you're saying they're not in love with who they're with, but they're the loving, idea of someone else. Right, and so it's like, like Got you said. It. I feel like the dudes yeah. who are in love with being in love are the mm-hmm. dudes that are always the millhouses and the friend-zoned ones. Mm. The, the guy who has the girlfriend and has the, the side piece is, mm-hmm. is probably the one that has a better understanding of at least how to get women. Mm. Mm. And he's not he's not overdoing the Romeo stuff. He's not showing up with flowers on the first date. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. I think it's probably the other way around. The other way around? Yeah. So it's more like you're probably asking me, how do you know if he's if he's real or if he's a fuckboy? Maybe. <laughs> That's what how okay. you probably yeah. should have said no, it. Okay. I'm lost. That's usually like, how she was thinking. A guy who's in love with the uh-huh. idea of being yeah, in love will yeah. treat a girl wonderfully to the point of she won't appreciate him and she'll probably leave him really? for that other guy who has three girlfriends. Facts. Because he's not actually in love with like her. I know, I, I know I liked him before, but, but I, I really like him. Because those. he's not he's actually great. in love but, with her. He's like I in love it, with the idea of being in a relationship. I think that's most, I mean, that's, I think that's most girls as well, right? Like most girls are looking for like a husband and they're in love with the idea of being, like their friends are all showing off their rings so they want someone that they can have a ring with, right? Like it's not. Relax, okay? He's a You see your boy A over here doing the cha-cha slide looking at stuff like, show the word. Alex not answer his pants over here. But uh, okay. I mean, I, mean, I feel oh, like in general, yeah. in general, and this is not even just romantic relationships. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. what happened with me was, um, a girl I was in love with broke my heart, and then after that, I was on my on my cold shit. So I was just gonna be like, girls can get it, but they're not getting the heart. Mm. And what wow. I didn't realize was I built this brotherhood with with a homie, and I don't I don't have any brothers, and I built this brotherhood with him. And he ended up breaking my heart just by by lying to me and, and doing a bunch of other shit. Mm. And me being in the situation was just like, yo, I just got over that heartbreak with this girl romantically. Yeah. This is a whole new level of heartbreak with, with this guy because mm-hmm. this was like a brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when your when your brother mm-hmm. stabs you in the back or something, that hurts on a different level. And betrayal in general is probably the 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 most painful thing humans can do to each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And at that back then, I was naive to the idea of betrayal. Yeah. Mm. You know, I'm just like, no, we said we're brothers, we're brothers. That's right. Yeah. Um, and mm. people in relationships have that. Someone mm-hmm. said, I'll be with you forever. You mm-hmm. think you're, they're going to be with you forever. You know, I had, a, I had a girl once write me a letter saying, I'll be with you forever. And then three <laughs> months later, she broke up with me. And I'm holding the letter being like, is this not legal? You legit? lied. <laughs> yeah. Legit. Yeah. Legit. Yeah. I did this. And I wrote about that story wow. in the next book. But um, what I realized was just, you know, all relationships, and I talk about this in the book, is mm-hmm. when priorities match. But in general, everybody should just focus on a person's actions and, and, and take less stock in their words. Mm-hmm. 
You know, and that's that, deal, that, that has yeah, to sure. do with politics. That has mm. to do with business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That has to do with friendship. That would answer half yes. the DMs in a DM. <laughs> Word, yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, pay attention to actions. Yeah. I do want to get to one of the DMs. One okay, of our listeners. Found one? Oh, you found one? Yeah. Okay, I mean, cool. Yeah, so you I can help us cool. with this, Humble, because we do this let's, every let's week. Do yeah. So basically, every episode, um, we have But before you do it, can I just say, I enjoy adding value to people's lives. My DMs are also full of people asking for advice. That's not my thing, so please don't reach out to me. Not. Oh, the disclaimer. No, yeah. this, this is not a part of the show. I, I do get a lot of no, and, I, and, yeah, I'm, and I'm completely yeah. happy. But yeah. I mean, this is a disclaimer. This is, you yeah. don't want people to hit you. About people do hit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, don't even offer me money. Yeah. I don't want. You're, you're a life guy. We just want to discuss yeah. the romantic I, I, I part of life. I am a student yes. who likes sharing his notes. Okay, I, I ain't sure. nobody's I like teacher. That. I'm I'm that I'm that nerdy kid who enjoyed the lecture and he wants to share his notes yeah. with everybody. All right, yeah. we'll go to the L section and go to love and let's look at those notes. Yeah. So basically, what we doing? Yeah, you can cheat off me in the test. Got it. Got it. Got it. What we do on the podcast is each week we have listeners, they submit their issues. It doesn't always have to be a relationship, but it yeah. seems like they really like talking to Steph. Yeah. So they submit their relationship <laughs> issues or whatever dilemmas they're going through, right? So this week is just short and sweet, and we kind of all probably talk to it a little bit. Okay. Um, but they said, just started getting into the podcast, and it's pretty dope. Thank you. I like what y'all are doing. I haven't listened to too many episodes yet, but I'm wondering if you have any that pertain to interracial relationships. So, any thoughts on interracial relationships? Um, when I was, uh, I we will talk say, about this on the show a lot. We did, yeah. When I was younger, I'm not gonna lie. I think I was a little bit more ignorant to it, solely because it's how I was raised. Again, mm-hmm. in a Nigerian household, hey, are you gonna do a Nigerian wedding, an American wedding? Mm-hmm. So, just to think about anybody out of my race mm-hmm. kind of felt unnatural. Mm-hmm. But as I started to grow, um, I said this kind of like, I guess, two weeks ago, maybe last week. Mm-hmm. Whoever you're dealing with, so long they're in tune with your culture and wanting to understand your culture, mm-hmm. you should be fine. Mm-hmm. The yeah. problem presents itself with races when people are not aware to social things and justices might, that might bother your partner. Or mm-hmm. when it becomes like fetishized. Co- correct, or even worse. So like, you know, oh man, some white men might go, I want a black stallion. Mm-hmm. I mean, k- 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 <laughs> a Meg the stallion. You know, what about her brain? You know? Cringy. <laughs> yeah, very yeah. cringy. So I guess that's kind of all I, where I Have you uh, dating, dated you know? outside of your culture? Like dated, dated, or experienced? That's all I need. Like that. That's it. Or experienced. That's, that's, like that's that. all I need. No, uh, that's it. Again, well, from... she said interracial dating, so maybe okay. yeah, date, yeah, date someone. I, yeah. I, I think being from Toronto, that was never something I thought about. Like, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, and I mean, I grew up with a massive crush on Lauren Hill, so I, 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 I do apologize oh. if that's fetishizing, but no, no. <laughs> no it's not, yeah. actually, it's you not, because I haven't heard that a lot. And yeah. No, not even, it's not yeah. because we, we listened to his history, yeah. hip-hop, yeah. he was yeah. groomed yeah. by hip-hop, was you weren't fetishized yeah. by right. her looks, I'm sure no. it was That was lyrics. like hip-hop's queen. I'm, you know right what I'm saying? Like, you were enamored yeah. by everything. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I, and her looks. I'm, no, I'm sure. He's like, I'm gonna stick some shallow in there. He's like, did you see her on Sister Act? Ooh, them back rays smell like Cocoa butter. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know her. Afro Sheen. Yeah, no, I, I think I think it's definitely and it's definitely not a black and white situation because yeah, I right. think it's got to be like, I mean, obviously all these all, all these mixed race babies are looking better than everybody, anyways. <laughs> but at, 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 the, at, at, the, at the end of the day, like there there can be. I mean, and there can always be cultural. Uh, Friction, even when it's not an interracial thing, yeah. it can be from being yeah. different parts of the city. It can yep. be from yeah. different parts of the country, mm-hmm. and different I think tax brackets, different tax brackets, different experiences. Mm-hmm. Just having different experiences and, and people being in their bubble and assuming somebody else should understand them for That's that. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely, you know, I've I've found that experience where, and yeah. I've had, 
I've had one experience where, like, when it was all said and done, the girl said, "Yeah, I always wanted like a guy that looked like you." Yeah, oh, yeah okay. And, being, and 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 but being a guy, being like, "Oh snap, I was on a bucket list." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the ego, man. It's like, ego, yeah. Yeah. Guy ain't getting like, rubbed beard. I wonder who else is bucket list stuff. Yeah, it's like, oh, is this a thing? <laughs> and, and you know, because again, like growing up where I grew up, it was it's it's, it's a little bit different versus like being in California, no, sure. yeah, being in New York yeah, or whatever. And you know, and then sometimes and then getting to the point where you're a public figure and you're just like, mm-hmm. you want people to. You don't want people because you feel like that's not what you want people to be around you yeah. for. Like, that's right. They're looking at you like, oh, I know he's got a lot of Instagram. He's got this is that. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want that. You want yeah. someone, but you'd prefer someone just to like you on a superficial level. Just like, yeah. oh, he's handsome. Yeah. No, for sure. Absolutely. Whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think it you got to definitely, like, I've, I remember I dated a girl who was. Damn, you dated a lot. <laughs> don't do that, Sabo. You was in these streets. Don't do that. Nah, don't do that. We on nah. girl number two. Don't do that. I, I, I'm talking to shit, bro. I see it. Don't do that. I'm here with it. No. Nah, he I'm, out here. Like, I'm here with it. I, I just, I, I, I've, I've had a lot. You talked to more than one girl? Oh, you dated a lot. Nah. I, you know what it was? Because he said date or experience. Experience a lot. Like, nah, I mean, And then he looked up. You know, he looked up. Listen, I think everybody's in the same boat, which is when you're in a relationship, with somebody mm-hmm. yeah. and let's say and your priorities don't match and, and you're yeah. giving more than you're getting mm-hmm. and then that situation ends mm-hmm. and now you're kind of bitter then mm-hmm. you meet somebody new and you're just trying to make up for your last one mm-hmm. with them but you end up using them mm-hmm. and now they're giving more than they got now there's a cycle yeah. Right? yeah. So yeah, either, sure. either you know as, as, and then when you finally grow up and then you can both realize that a relationship should not be 50-50 mm-hmm. you should always be focusing on giving more Mm. And not, you know, I, I say in the book, love is yeah. a gift, not a loan, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You gotta, you gotta give it because yeah. you have it to give, That's right. mm-hmm. and you're not paying attention to how much you're receiving. Yeah. And when both parties are focusing on giving mm-hmm. and not receiving, then you're in that perfect situation. But yeah. in the dating yeah. world, yeah. it's always it gonna go either way. Like, yeah. like yeah. you meet, you meet a girl who just got out of a five year relationship. Mm-hmm. She's in selfish mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's gonna chew yeah. you up and spit you out. Mm-hmm. The difference is. Yeah. You don't realize it, or and maybe literally until it's it. too late. Yeah, yeah. Or you do realize it, and that's where you're at too. You're like, all right, you can. I'm down to be your rebound. I'm only in <laughs> yeah. town for two weeks. Right. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. the right, self awareness right. that kind of comes from that. Yeah. But I, I was in a serious relationship with a girl who was from. She was from Pakistan. I'm, I'm, I'm my parents from India. There should be enough in common, but her parents were Christian. Mm. So Got they, it. you know, That's some missionary found them, yeah. They yeah. converted them. So now you're talking about like Western ideals versus Eastern ideals. Ooh. Yeah, so tricky. it was so there was a lot I didn't really I didn't think because we almost spoke the same language. Mm-hmm. So you know, if you just throw in a word here or there, she'd get it. You know, I'm sure you, when you speak with your with your homies that are Nigerian, yeah, you just throw in a word here or there. Hundred percent. So we 100%. did that, but then she would start. You know, there'd be a big difference when it came to like priorities. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, what yeah. things are valued because yeah. I think people on, on on the west in the Western world value materials a lot more, mm-hmm. and they value the superficial a lot more. Mm-hmm. And as she grew, she started telling me about like, oh, you should meditate. And I was like, I grew yeah. up meditating. Like that, wow. that was that's, that's what we have to do. New yeah. to you, yeah. sweetie. Yeah, new to you. <laughs> but and, and seeing those differences, and mm-hmm. then kind of realizing, you know, like, am, am I comfortable? With like having a child with like an Anglo Christian name, got it. Mm-hmm. You know, well, like no, for sure. whatever. Yeah. You know, whatever. Is that something conform? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, because you gotta me, give and take. Yeah, because because in my context, that only happened in in my culture when mm-hmm. people kind of 
just like, oh, we need to make it easier for them. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Like, those are the kids who... Kind of like Alex. Alex is an example of that. Yeah. No, uh, in terms of my name, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. My, my do, you have, name, do you have, a, do you have oh, another gonna, name, though? I'm going to read my... Uh, my middle name is... Uh, so, it means Destiny. So, my mom wrote Destiny Just on paper for Americans. But you say it like Neki Harry. But let me read you my Neki cousins. Harry. Osato Hawen, Iso Sairoa, Adaze. Like, yeah. what's his real... Like, not real name. Uh-huh, Excuse uh-huh. me. No, what's fine. his Americanized name? They don't have They one. don't have. That's my point. Wait, so what's can Asian you culture, tell, tell like me your, uh, or can you tell humble uh-huh, yeah. your American name and the name that your mom? My American name is Alexander, bro. But my middle name, like I said on paper, is, she like to put Destiny, yeah. but really it's Neki Harry. Neki Harry. Yes. How do you pronounce I, your last name? Ikehedu. 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 That's it right there, man. That is it right there. Ikehedu. Ikehedu. You should just change your name to Mister Ikehedu. That should be the name. Look at him producing me. And I mean, yeah. you know, growing up, it was, and there, I had a lot of friends that like yeah. had, had turbans as kids, and then mm-hmm. their parents were just like, this is too hard. Mm. Humble, I, will say, in. I yeah. will say, I have trauma. We all do. <laughs> it's my dad's name. I don't know my dad. Yeah. I listen. I, yeah. my, my legal name ain't humble. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. that happens. In case you guys didn't know, it's just easier because yeah. you know yeah. to go by. My, yeah, like yeah. my my mom named me Cumwer, right? And yeah. the N is nasal, so it's K A N W E R. In school, they call oh. me Canwer. A bunch of even yeah. even people from my culture say Cumwer. Everyone says it wrong. The only people that say it right are my parents. Mm. The only wow. time I hear it correctly is when I'm getting in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Always, always, yeah. yeah. So from that perspective, it's just yeah. like, look, it's just. In, and you, you introduce yourself to people they're like what what and just like just, just call just, me humble just call me humble just relax yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so like, far off like the word? Yeah. yeah but I mean and yeah. I get it like there's a practicality to it so I think yeah. when it comes yeah. just taking it back to interracial I think yeah. it ain't an, it's, I feel like if you know like you're from Brooklyn she's from Brooklyn that that might that might be your over encompassing cultural thing mm-hmm. as right. well connection yeah. Yeah. yeah and I feel like that's what it is we all have stuff in common we all don't have stuff in yeah. common so I look at it from that perspective I also look at it from like you know where I am in the in the subcontinent of uh, India, mm-hmm. I have lighter skin compared to my my Tamil brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. and that's because the oppressors didn't didn't yep. get to rape down yep. there. Yeah, I was just about to wow. get I was just about to get into that because like the black of the berry yeah. that's real. Yeah, no, yeah. Real. Yeah. Yeah. real. If you yeah. look at us, yeah. we're three different, different shades, shades of black. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're well, a different emoji. All yeah. of us. Yeah. Look. <laughs> just look. Yeah. <laughs> tell who's, who's the closest yeah. and who's the farthest from the motherland. Thank you. Thank you for pointing that out. It literally goes in order too. I'm just. Um, well, yeah, it's the same thing, yeah, you know. For, yeah. from where I'm from, it's the same way. Like yeah. you know, in terms of features and skin color, mm-hmm. like that's what it is. And yeah, 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 three different emojis, the best way to put it. <laughs> yeah, but it's so crazy because I feel like if slavery like wasn't a thing and like um, you know colonization mm-hmm. and like all that stuff, I think that we we might not be. I mean, maybe religion, but we might not be having the talk about interracial dating as much as much because it literally used to be a law well in in America it was like a law against like if you're black you cannot marry a white person if you're white Mm. you cannot so it was something that in 2019 we're just like this is more the bullshit from the past that is coming up and I don't know if it makes sense anymore because when I look around like my whole family we're unlearning unlearning. we had to unlearn that that doesn't work that's wrong that's not right I love who I love well that's the beauty that's the beauty of Toronto so like so two years ago I got to do a commercial for Apple Mm. an an iPhone commercial and they wanted me to do a spoken word piece celebrating Canada Hmm. Mm -hmm. and then they said here are your three rules so rule number one don't take a shit on America that's how a lot of Canadians identify themselves. Got it. Uh, rule number two: um, don't take a shit don't, don't don't be stereotypical. 
Okay. So don't be talking about poutines and beavers mm-hmm. and mooses and mounties yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the third rule was the most uh, a unique one. It said don't lean on multiculturalism because we've been leaning on that for 20 years. Oh, wow. Mm. Like it's played oh, out. So they wanted you to They're saying in like, Toronto, yeah, being multicultural wow. or being proud no, of being multi. Yeah. No, and I mean, it's, it's interesting because I remember like, you know, uh, one of my homies from L.A. when... Um, Legalize, when gay marriage got legalized mm-hmm. I think recently like two three years ago yeah. federally she was kind of bragging about it and then like we had to google it because it was like almost 15-20 years since we did it wow it's like it's, it's a non-issue wow no one's arguing yeah. with it over there like, yeah. you know yeah. there's That's you know nuts. there's probably gay divorce lawyers yeah. making their <laughs> no, money sure. already. like you're, you're already at <laughs> that <laughs> level in Canada yeah so I, I understood what they said like we, we oh, the struggles yeah. they have in, in the states are yeah. are are things that we kind of went past mm-hmm. by years and, and 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 even in my school watching kids be like that kid over there which kid the kid with the blue pants not yeah. the black kid not yeah. the chinese kid Interesting. Yeah. you know like they don't even yeah. think in terms of like, that has to get like taught. identification yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure so what i realized was like and i was like shit like what else are you talking about and what mm-hmm. i learned and then i went to a party that same week and i saw like three different Asian people one was like a, like a yuppie one was a hipster one was in goth mm-hmm. wow. and I was like shit everybody and I mean you see that in New York as well mm-hmm. everybody is so has, has now found it safe enough to, to ex- be themselves eth- ethnically mm-hmm. now they can be who they are in terms of archetype mm-hmm. yeah you know yeah. and it was in it's New important. York where yeah. I was hanging out with, I, was, I was with one of my other friends he has a beard and turban he's from LA <laughs> and we're in Harlem mm-hmm. and a guy walked up to him and said are you from LA and he's like, yeah. He goes, yeah. You look like one of them, L.A. <laughs> yeah, 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 I love that. And I, and I loved it. I like, he had a beard that. and turban. Yeah, beard and turban. But wow. based off the wow. shoes and the tightness of wow. his jeans yeah, and the color and of his shirt. And this was in Toronto. This is in Harlem. This is in Harlem. This is in Harlem. And I like that. And it was kind of like that's even dope. this, 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 the, the disdain, mm-hmm. yeah. like the way he said yeah, it. Like, yeah, you're from L.A. Yo. Yeah, yeah. And I got that. Yeah. And I was traveling somewhere once too, and they're like, you're from Canada. I was like, yeah, They're like, yeah, you probably smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> and I was just like, you're making a lot of, yeah. you're making a lot of stereotypes that are all correct. <laughs> that are yeah. all correct. But I appreciate how you're stereotyping yeah. me. Wow. Like, no, for sure. And they yeah. referred to me on that trip as the Canadian. Yeah. Wow. And I'm just yeah. like, yeah. Cool, let's cool. do it. Yeah, yeah let's do it. it. Instead of, yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's dope. Amazing. That's so I think dope. from yeah. that perspective, it's like, we have to, I think the archetypes matter more now. Mm-hmm. If somebody if somebody lines up with who you are as a person, exactly. I, I think the, the the race side of it is going to continue. But I mean, I do understand in a city like New York, where most of the people are coming from other places, mm-hmm. being here, big melting pot. It's a melting pot, mel- yeah. yeah. For sure. Where in Toronto, is you see all the different races, but everybody was born there. Exactly, oh, yeah. it's their parents yeah. that came there, but everybody else was born there, wow. and they got that one foot in both cultures, trying to figure it all out, being huh. like, how do I keep. You know, my Nigerian mother happy, but at the yeah. same time, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a Toronto dude. No, for sure. Toronto dude's at dude. heart, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I think yeah. we we kind of running out of time. Alex and Steph, do you guys... I yeah, got yeah, one yeah, last please, question. Please, let's, let's one get last home, question. Hey, bring us home. Man, if I don't know... Listen, so like we spoke about earlier, you know, we do have a group of millennials that listen to the podcast. Yeah. Um, in your book, you spoke about uh, how comparing yourself to others can detour your energy. Yeah. How... What's the advice that you give Generation Z? who have no separation of um, understanding on what life really is. Because I'm going to be honest with you, as I look across my little cousins, across kids, I don't know, probably about 16 and under, I don't know how they can go forward and learn on how to really be themselves. Because all they know is social media and the mm-hmm. phone. Yeah. See, us, mm-hmm. we had the separation, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So like we had- We were still outside. We were still outside, yeah. we were still doing things, yeah. and then we went into social media. Yeah. Yeah. How are these kids expected to not compare the, yeah, so when this is all they know? Life, yeah. 
I mean, it's 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 a challenge. Right. Um, I think we we got to give him credit. Yeah. I think we definitely got to give him credit. Um, I mean, I look at my my nephew's Instagram. It's just the weirdest shit ever. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. He has no his his profile picture is Kodak Black, and he has one picture of himself covering his face, and he's tagged like 300 people in it. No, <laughs> yeah. I'm afraid of him. And, and <laughs> those are the people that I'm afraid of. I don't, I don't get it. And you don't get like, it. Yeah. yeah, like so They're different. And I guess in his world, you don't you don't chase clout. You don't do whatever. And he's a, and he's an athlete. He's 14. Yeah. He's like six three. Wow. Yeah. He's playing football on a high level and basketball on a high level wow. and I'm trying to explain to him like look like your uncle gets a lot of free stuff because he's popping online yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't normally I don't want you to play the game normally yeah. but you like, gotta. Foot Locker doesn't have your size anymore yeah. Yeah. you gotta yeah. play the game yeah, yeah. play the learn. game I'll tag you bro yeah. let's make stop like, being nah. weird on social media yeah I told him I literally said like, yeah. stop being weird stop I don't <laughs> I don't even know what this is you're making you're making me feel old and lame and I don't understand what no, this is no you're good like. it's him you're good I yeah, promise I you the same way but I think it's gotta be it's gotta be self awareness so I'm making like I always make him watch like the Kobe interviews and and focus on work ethic and focus on like I don't care if you win or you lose you know if you put in the effort. That's good. If you tried your best and lost, it's better than if you didn't try your best and won. Yeah, I think yeah, that's sure. important. And he, and he gets it. He's a, good, he's a great kid. Mm-hmm. I think it's also all of us have to be self-aware at the idea that um, we're all tribal. We all understand ourselves in relation to the people that we're around. Social media puts us around way more people than we're supposed to be. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we're, Big time. Yeah. For thousands of years, we were probably in villages of like 12. 13 yeah. just about yeah, yeah. just about mm-hmm. and uh Stephen Pressfield is a good uh, a great author wrote a book called The War of Art which I think is the, the holy bible for artists or creatives mm-hmm. in general and he said he's like maybe you can understand yourself in the hierarchy at your middle school maybe that's the sweet spot number 200 300 you know who's the top dog and and, and where mm-hmm. you fit in the hierarchy mm-hmm. he's but you'll never figure it out in Manhattan Mm. there is no one ladder yeah, there is yeah, no yeah. top dog yeah. and now your wires are just getting constantly just frazzled yeah. trying yep, to figure out yep. who you are in relation to all of this stuff mm-hmm. so he's like you have to convert yourself from being a, a tribal animal to a territorial animal mm-hmm. wow. so focus on what your territory is and he's like your territory is whatever you would do if there was no one left on earth wow like there you know yeah, we, yeah, Swarsh- yeah, so. and he says mm-hmm. Schwarzenegger would still be going to the gym yeah, no one's yeah. on earth. Yeah, you know, uh, CB One to still be playing the piano. Yeah, no some yeah. Sur- some fashionistas will still be shopping. Yeah, if there yeah, was nobody on earth, I yeah. still be talking about love. Yeah, you probably <laughs> would. You know, <laughs> these are final questions. It's, it's figuring out your territory. <laughs> yeah, um, figuring out your territory and finding finding a level of satisfaction that yeah. you are constantly do that. And I think for me. Um, and, and my next book that drafts, I talked about it where I discovered that in, in ping pong. Mm-hmm. We, we had a ping pong table in L.A. that we used for a party. Then when we moved to a new spot, that became the dinner table. But we started playing ping pong. And I became obsessed with playing because it woke me up better than caffeine. Uh-huh. But then I found myself like following ping pong players on like Instagram mm-hmm. and watching all this type of stuff. <laughs> and then kind of being like, oh, shit, like the work is a reward for me. I don't care if anybody knows I'm playing. I'm not like making videos of myself playing but I'm obsessed with getting better yeah and I think and I'm not and and anybody that beats me doesn't make me feel worse about myself it Mm -hmm. excites me that I want to like get better get better I want to beat them and that's the challenge right now because it's like you might have so many things going for you and then tomorrow somebody walks in and you know shakes everything up they shake it up because they're investing and you haven't Mm -hmm. started investing yet or they got lower body fat or they got you know or they're on their third kid or or their podcast is doing something that you guys haven't Mm -hmm. done and we can always find our gaps in relation to other people you just gotta be mindful that like hey that's forever mm-hmm. there's always going to be some and then plus 
even though we play the game of putting our best one percent online, mm-hmm. we keep thinking that everybody else is not playing that game. Right. How crazy is that, right? Yeah, right. like no, that's how they're always. It's living. like you want to take just... the short way home from traffic, and everybody's taking the short, short way, way home, home from to traffic. avoid traffic. Yeah. Come on, like, yeah. Yeah. it's like even right that. now, like I'm, I'm working <laughs> with this company right. to, to, to release uh, to release some music, and what they've done in the past for other artists is they've given them billboards. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! And I'm sitting there like, you guys have billboard money. I don't want. I don't want y'all to get a billboard because like yeah. that'll look good for Instagram. Yeah. Me standing in front of my billboard. But you know, what would be better. Take that fifty grand and put and it in digital marketing. Yeah, there we go. Invest. That'll get me yeah, streams. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, and it's not sure. about now. And it's so I'm not doing it for display purposes. Or I ego. see the function behind, or the or the ego, or the mm-hmm. function. It's behind actually it. working for me. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's try to make yeah, it work. Sure. But I I see how a lot of people are still taking that route. Yeah. And I mean, I and once like I don't. I'm very fortunate on social media that most of my followers just care about my words and mm-hmm. yeah. they don't really care about when I post a picture of myself. Yeah. But like once I went to a movie premiere and it was it was a, it was an influencer thing so like they 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 paid me to be there mm-hmm. and the only thing that had the movie's name on it was a Lambo. Hmm. So it's the first time I'm posing with a Lambo yeah. because that I that's the what you had. Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. But like you could I can yeah. see how things but then mm-hmm. people talk like that, right? Yeah, and like yeah. And for the longest time, because I was writing the book and I was in the book world and and I was I was setting stuff up there, you know, people, my, my music colleagues or people in the space with me, like, oh, he humble fell off. And then they see you in the breakfast club. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. and now check out my mixtape, yeah, check out this, yeah. oh, you, oh, we thought you <laughs> fell off, we thought whatever. Yeah. All of a sudden you got back and then you're like, wow, yeah. wow. I get how this impresses people, mm-hmm. but it's not impressing the right Come people. Yeah. You know, sure. and, and even now before yeah. this, like, there's so much. Yeah. I encourage all my artists there's so much more money behind the camera not in front okay mm, well. I think it was the great offset that said they do anything for clout <laughs> <laughs> no for sure absolutely <laughs> absolutely great offset it's a, a lot of gems in your book a oh, lot yeah. of gems oh, in this man. interview yes. or, or this conversation yes. per se yes. I, I yes. prefer to, to refer to it as a conversation yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to your, your work mm-hmm. your music you so please let everybody know where we can find your music uh, some of your art social your media poet. yes, yes. yeah I mean I, I got a website still humbledpoet.com um, I also make clothes. This is one of mine. Show I, I, oh, I'm getting that. Yeah, oh, yeah, show the camera. camera. Oh, I'm this one's hip hop to my high school sweetheart. Um, this probably, you know, genres are dying. So if yeah. you if you still call hip hop hip hop, by all means. But I, yeah, I I, I I like putting words together in every way, shape, or form. So I I, I design my own clothes. I direct my own music videos. Mm-hmm. I Don't. make music, write books, and everything in between. Humblethepoet.com. Find me on social media um, at humblethepoet. Probably Instagram and Twitter are my my favorites. Mm-hmm. Dope. Um, I see you on Twitter. Yeah. You get some shit off, man. <laughs> That's dope. That's dope. Yeah, I like yeah. Twitter. Twitter lets you kind of have those, uh, have that. But yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I mean, and. Yeah, check out my stuff. See if you dig it. Let's For sure. Yeah. Uh, one last thing. There's one other thing that spoke to me. I don't want to stay on it. I just want to acknowledge it. Yeah. Um, you said in your book, the most successful people know how to adapt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just want everybody listening to sit with that. Yeah. To think about that. Yeah. Let it yeah. sit with you. Um, Ch- chase the discomfort. Yes. Chase yes. what's scaring you because what's chasing, what's scaring you is also chasing, chasing you. you. Yeah. For sure. For you sure. can't avoid it. You can't avoid it. For that sure. bubble's going to burst. Come on. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's another episode. Steph, Alex. Yeah, man. Alex, you better not come in here wearing purple again. 
Why are you mad at my purple? Because you blending like, in. I'm going to wear whatever the, the, the you want to wear. The sauce runneth over. Because you, you blending in with it. The sauce runneth over. I see teeth and beard. The sauce hey, runneth over. Oh, it's funny. You're Kiki Kiki. You saying I'm, I'm blending with the purple, motherfucker. No, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> Kiki Kiki. I got something for you after this podcast. It's all right. When he wears beige. It's okay. We can't tell the difference neither. I don't talk shit when he wears his When he wears tan, he loves wearing tan. Look, look, man. Purple is royal. Purple is royal. Okay, clearly. Don't let him hold you back. Thank you, brother. The royal knight. The dark knight. Whatever you want to call it. So this is a need to know podcast. What you need to know, what you need to know, they need to know podcast. Lady y'all. That's a fact, we out. (laughs) Oh man.